Hello, and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a 7th Heaven podcast. I'm your co-host, Lady J. And your other co-host, T. And we are here to talk about the season finale of season one, episodes 21 and 22. But we are joined today in studio by our special guest, Lucina. Hi, everyone. (laughs) We are so excited to have you here. Not really. (laughs) Come on. I'm really excited to be here with Lady J. (laughs) But I'll warm up to you. It's okay. Um. So the intro, I do, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I did want to sing into the mic going, bim, 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 bim. okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so as we said, we're going to talk about 21 and 22 sort of as one cohesive unit. Um, the episodes are titled Dangerous Liaisons Part 1 and Part 2. Um, and just to speed things along, the Amazon Prime synopses for for, for part one is Annie blows a fuse when her recently widowed father comes to town with his new girlfriend. Dun, dun, dun. Wait till she finds out that Mary's new boyfriend has a son. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I know. Okay, I have a problem so with this. So spoiler heavy. Yeah, no, only because like I assumed that's what was going to happen, but I didn't read that in the synopses. That's pretty messed up. Yeah, and... Well, let me read the second synopsis and then we can talk about it. Okay, fine. (laughs) For part two, it's Mary undergoes surgery after getting hit by a car and Annie prays for strength to forgive her father. It's it's not bad because, I mean... It's less spoilery if you've already seen part one. Yeah. Because it's it's all there. But still, part one is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you telling me that the guy that Mary meets has a son already? Yeah, no, that's... Let me figure that out. Well, Which, I mean, I did figure that out, but still. I figured it out, too, because I will say this. So, for the first time in our history, I did not read the synopses before watching the episode, which I know you've been telling me to do for 20 episodes. I am very proud of you. And I and I was like deliberately because this is the finale and I didn't know what to expect. I was like, I should just not pay attention. So I just averted my eyes while I hit play and came into it sort of blind, which was fun. Well, OK, so let's talk. to So so Lucina, why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience with Seventh Heaven? OK, so I guess I'll start at the beginning, beginning. Um, I dabbled in in Seventh Heaven in my teens, uh, as I'm sure we all did in CW at the time it was, right? So I caught an episode here and there, but to say like I was a, a follower and an addict at the time when I was like 13, 14 would mm-hmm. not be true. But ever since your podcast, <laughs> <laughs> now that's a different story. Um, I, I'm a, a fan. <laughs> so... I, I I look forward to talking about. <laughs> I still find these it funny. Episodes. That, I find it funny that you said you're a fan. <laughs> I am a wait, diehard. Are you, are you, I like wait. wake up at night and watch this shit. Okay, <laughs> so I guess that that clears it up. She's a diehard of the of the show, not of the podcast. Guys. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we should we should tell the listeners just to be fully you know transparent about all of this um lucina is a dear dear friend of ours we've known for a long time and um she was in on the ground floor with the podcast she knew it was happening she knew that we were in the throes of this before we even released an episode um and i mean you had admitted that like you're you're a fan of the show you like the show whatever and so we knew that we wanted to have you on as a guest right away um and we're just you know we figured this would be a great time to do that you know it's the finale it's a milestone episode um and it's a juicy one folks it's it's Is chock it? full of insanity okay oh well, insanity <laughs> yes i agree with that well this when i was watching this i remembered the comment you made about um jackie uh, about the um episode one uh-huh. where they or the pilot where they introduce like 50 storylines and you're like <laughs> what because yeah. this is that this is that it this, really is this these two episodes you're like where are you going with this <laughs> well and i mean i don't want to sort of give away too much of the show before we get into it but it does feel very much like a like a setup, you know, for the next season mm-hmm. and what's to come. And and I will say that watching this or these two episodes felt like the seventh heaven that I knew and loved and remembered, you know, from my time watching it as as sparse as that was. Like watching this up ep- watching these episodes was like, yeah, this feels right. This feels familiar. I think this is going to start to trigger some memories for me, you I know. I mean, oh, wait, hold on though. Did you guys not get freaked out from the extended grin from everybody in which scene every scene there was someone <laughs> smiling like a big grin on their face or like this big smile like an extended like 10 seconds of them smiling <laughs> i'm trying to understand if they were reading like if if maybe the writers had read like a psychology article on like what smiling does to the viewer or something like that because <laughs> everybody was smiling a little too long that's it, so funny i did not i was annoyed it, it, out. it made me feel like a stepford wife like that's what i felt like i was watching it's like oh i love you <laughs> big smile and it freaked me out half the time and it's just oh whatever oh my gosh I mean, there is just so much to unpack in these episodes. I can't even. Why don't we just start at the beginning? Let's do what we always do, which is how many pages of notes do you have? Oh, tea? dude. Okay. Um, are we going to discuss both episodes? Yeah. I mean, as long as you've got. Okay. I mean, you know. Uh, episode one. I mean, the way it's just like already like spread out, it doesn't even look like it should be a page. But I mean, it's fold out like a full page. Right. Episode two. Half. Yeah. page i but but it's because <laughs> i was actually just watching and digesting it more than actually taking down notes if, if i took down a note it was just maybe something to remind myself like oh that's kind of important or just m- maybe for our podcast like just to continue on the conversation right, right. if that but i think i was genuinely just sitting there and watching it i have to agree i very uncharacteristically only have a page of notes um, for each episode in terms of that sort of first watch. Wait, are you and I on the same? Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. You have a page of notes? Yeah, I know. Let that sink in (laughs) for the first time. We're friends. We (laughs) are matched. I will say that like your page versus my page is different because I, I'm writing on legal pads you're writing yeah, in a you're... composition notebook but in terms of the way that I spread out my notes and you have to tell everybody our secret what, what... 
<laughs> but um but yeah i mean very sparse notes and i think because and lucina maybe you can chime in on this because i know that as i'm looking at you you don't have any notes in front of you but I feel like because it's such a visceral episode, right? Like everything that happens is just so like it's in the moment and you, there's no time to process. Like it's just happening, right? I mean. Well, it's one after the other and you have to kind of pay attention. But I mean, sorry, totally took your <laughs> totally time. Totally took my time. Totally didn't let me respond. Sorry, well, sorry, and feel sorry. free to just talk over each other. That's that's half the fun of having a special guest. I um, I actually was pretty nervous about the fact that I don't have any notes. I gotta be <laughs> honest. Because I was like, we're going to do the page count and I'm going to be the lazy guest who didn't take any notes. No. No, you're totally fine. Uh, you're fine. We only but take I'm not notes the because, note taker. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, whenever we had a previous guest, like she also had no notes. She oh, just good. Came in and just whatever did her thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I uh, no notes. So, so my memory is going to be tested today. Well, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. And we have, you know, we have some clips and stuff. So hopefully that'll jog some memories. Um, should we just get into it? Yeah. Should let's just get into it. All right. Um. So as the synopsis sort of gives away right at the top, I mean, we open on Annie and all of the the family just like furiously cleaning this house. Like they're scrubbing the refrigerator and one of them is vacuuming and the other one's changing sheets. And I mean, it's just chaos in the house. And um, we find out that that grandpa, Annie's dad, is coming to visit and it's the first time he's visiting since um, Grandma Jenny, if I'm not mistaken, passed away. And um, so, you know, they're all sort of in a bit of a tizzy, I guess, preparing for this guy to visit. And cut to Grandpa's on the plane, and who's sitting next to him but this woman, Ginger. And he assures her that they're going to love her. And she's like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, I love you, you know, whatever. And that's your setup. I mean, that's like your cold open. You know, that's all you get, really. Um, I do want to call out because I have a note about it. Mary's wearing this like jersey thing and it says fatigues on it. But like, not like, not like fatigues, but it's like fat eggs. <laughs> <laughs> which is like <laughs> this ridiculous brand i don't even know if that exists okay i see that you're looking at your phone what are you looking I'm at i'm sorry I'm, you know what and i meant to do this research before but i was trying to figure out okay um the woman that is pete's girlfriend who's pete uh, Annie's dad? No, that's Charles. No, there's his name is <laughs> his name is Charles. And what? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> what episode were you? No, what wait, show were minute. you watching? Oh, uh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, now I have to look it up again. Well, the woman that plays Ginger is Beverly Garland. Yeah. Well, I was trying to figure out like who her. F- like who her extended family kind of was. I was trying to figure out if she comes from like a dynasty by any chance. I see. I That's all I was trying to figure and out. And does she? Do you know that? Uh, from what I can tell, I don't think so, but she's, she's I, don't, I guess. You can yeah, say. I think I remember seeing in her credits, she was on My Three Sons, mm-hmm. which is like a big deal. Yeah. Not that I've ever seen it, but I know it's like a big show. Um, the actor's like real name, like Peter. No, because his real name is Graham Jarvis. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So, Why am I even on this? All right. 
bad. I mean, you could have just asked me, but it's all good. I'm just <laughs> curious. Like, how did you come at Pete? Like, I can't remember I don't Pete. Know. In this there episode. is no Pete at all. I don't know what. I don't know what happened, guys. Okay. <laughs> I, mm, okay. Um. Whatever. Just <laughs> go on. <laughs> well. Okay, and this is where I'm I'm going to draw upon all three of our collective memories because I can't quite remember what happens after this cold open. Like, oh, I yeah, okay, yes I can. Um we see Eric and Matt at the airport and they're there to pick up uh Pete/Charles. <laughs> Stop it, all of you. <laughs> Okay, whatever. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm in. I'm I know in this you are. <laughs> and um, Eric runs into this girl at the airport who, like, he asks for change or whatever, but she doesn't really give him the time of day. And of course, he's smitten. Um, and that kind of like doesn't really go anywhere. Like, it just ends with that. And you see that Eric saw all of that go down because he mm-hmm. gives Matt this look, like, "Oh, son, <laughs> you know, whatever." Like, you swung and miss. Um, and and the girl at the airport, whose name is Heather, we'll find out later, gets to do this whole like looking back scene, you know, like like she gets too much airtime to be in nothing, you know what I mean? So yeah. you know she's, she's gonna come back. Looking back and grinning, yeah, she major grins. Yep. And so I'm just gonna say See? it. She gets it. Major. She gets grin. what I'm saying. I know. And there's a lot of this from um, uh, and with her Ginger. hair bouncing, but but. I mean, like, other than the grin, but, like, have you noticed a lot of people do this, like, <sighs> like, you just hear everyone, like, sighing a little too long. I noticed it like, from Ginger. Ginger. Ginger makes weird noises. She just goes, <sighs> or, <sighs> or just after every conversation, she ends it with, like, oh, I'm so cutesy, and I'm just, can you stop? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> See, I just, I catch I'm, the weird I think they're things. all great. I didn't catch anything. <laughs> Whatever. So I do want to talk about this, though. So in this scene, when when Matt encounters this girl at the airport who doesn't, you know, respond to him other than to look back at him and grin. Um, did you guys get the sense? Like, like, I just I just want to say, like, I called it immediately. I was like, she's deaf. And just from that scene, I called it. Well, you um, I didn't uh, I, I didn't. But here's a weird thing, though. Remember, like I told you, I've never watched the show. However, I've seen like a little few snippets here and there of some episodes like randomly and it and just from different seasons. I remember this character. Do you? Yeah, I remember her like there's I remember Matt dating a girl that was deaf. I remember this. Okay. Um, And I remember thinking she was like, how old was I but anyways I just remember thinking I'm like oh she's so cute I just remember thinking that and I might have been like what nine or ten at the time when the mm-hmm. show was on so this would this yeah you might have but been I mean not n- but definitely not from season one for some odd reason I feel like I've seen her in season two and I don't know if she's in it or not or maybe my memories are playing tricks on me but maybe you can she's cr- in season two there you go See, we need this expert who's like a fan of the show. I'm on season three, just so y'all know. (laughs) Because you're sort of watching, because we started this podcast. No, because I'm an addict. (laughs) Because of your podcast. (laughs) And you guys aren't putting out episodes fast enough. We're not fast enough for you. I like it. We have someone that's like, you know. Uh, But I don't know. I don't know what it is, though. Like, I just called it. And I wonder, maybe, T, you can look this up. This this actress that plays Heather. Is she? 
she must really be deaf Probably, and yeah. maybe subconsciously like i've seen her before in something and so i recognized her face as like oh this is a deaf girl you know hmm. I, that's so or you're just like really perceptive because what i thought was like uh hello can you just like answer the question why you gotta look back it was odd yeah so that's what i thought yeah i didn't think oh there there must be a logical reason for this you just thought she was like a weirdo that yeah didn't and i was like anything. i would just answer the, the like, yes change no change right <laughs> right and especially she just because, turns around and smiles well, especially because matt as she's walking away says something like that wasn't a line i really need change <laughs> you know yeah yep <laughs> so um yeah i don't I'll know try- just something about maybe the blocking of that scene i don't know what it was it just like it triggered something in me that was like she's a deaf like i got it well it does make sense because because i guess a hearing person would have some sort of reaction like ah what is this like pickup line or some sort of reaction other than I'm going to walk past you and then look, look back. back and smile or grin as yeah, it were. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, we'll pick that story back up later. I found out something really funny about this actress. Tell me or she, tell us. Um, she was in Jerry Maguire guys as a main person, like okay. a real, no, no, no. Do, um, okay. Do you remember the part when, uh, Jerry basically quits his job and he's trying to get all the team members like like he wants to be so and so's agents or whatever. Right at the and he's top leaving. when he leaves, yeah, yeah. And then when I'm forgetting her character's name already, but um, when Renee Zellweger goes with Tom Cruise in the elevator, and there's a couple that walks in and they're sign languaging, like they're having, a, mm-hmm. you know. And then um, he goes, "Oh, I wonder what he said." And then she said, "It's sign language for you complete me." Mm. and she's the and she's the one that's like i think the guy is signing to her and she leans in and kisses him Aww. so when whenever it said jerry Maguire, i was like i remember this oh and she is deaf she yeah. actually is deaf. well i believe that just i mean why yeah. wouldn't they cast you know a truly deaf person in this role yeah. that seems you know but um yeah no cool that is actually really really cool that is cool right like it's kind of I don't know why I felt compelled to say that, but well, because especially with Hollywood and the way like the scandals fa- facing it today, especially like they got that that part they right. Got that they got right. cast it that part right. Yes, they did. At least, I mean, it still was some, like the whitest show we've seen with the with with accepting the Hamiltons and their their whole thing. But it's a very whitewashed show. But at least they cast the deaf person in the deaf role. um but you know we'll pick that storyline up um well you know okay first of all i'm gonna bring this up because we're talking about deaf and did you guys ever watch any films that were based on deaf characters it's one thing to see about blind like blind characters like um uh what is that it's the one Val Kilmer and blah, 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 at first sight or something. There's that movie. Like there's been movies on blind people, like as the main character. But have you ever seen a movie that's based on like deaf characters other than Mr. Holland Opus? Oh, yeah. That one was a really good one. His son was deaf and yet the dad is like a composer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't know he's deaf and the whole thing. But the best part is whenever the son like cusses out his dad in sign language and he goes, what did he just say? He called you an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) But um, there's this one movie that I've watched a million times and I love it. Um, It was in the 80s called uh, Children of a Lesser God. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I really I mean, I've never seen it, but I know of it. Now, what I find funny is... um, the actress that was in that film, Marley Matlin, I think mm-hmm. that's how you say her last name. She's hilarious only because 
uh, Seth MacFarlane has made fun of her numerous times on Family Guy. And they always give um, her, like, they draw her out, but it's never the actress speaking for her character in episodes. And, like, Marley Matlin one time just shows up and on a Seth MacFarlane show, like, I think he had this, like, a TV episode, like a live one, like a Christmas one. And she shows up just, and she says it, like, she's speaking. She's not even signing. She goes, you asshole, why don't you ever put me on your show? You ever thought that actually putting a deaf person to work? And it was just, it was really funny. Like, I just remember the 80s and the 90s really focusing on things like this. I don't know why. But Family Guy's neither I know, 80s I know nor that's 90s. Family Guy. No, I know, <laughs> Family Guy's later. But I just remember the 80s and 90s really focusing on, like, little films like this or little episodes like this. So I'm hmm. not surprised that they brought in a deaf character into the show. I don't know oh, why. I'm not surprised either, but I don't think of it as, like, this big grand gesture on Brenda Hampton's part. I oh, just no, think of not. it as, like... They just needed one more obstacle to oh, cause for drama. Sure. Oh, you can know? I just chime in here? Yeah, and, of course. And talk about the title of these episodes. Oh, Dangerous Liaisons. And, and, and <laughs> I mean, well, I'm a fan think? of the show, but I mean, this is like comical to me. Come on. Some of the titles are ridiculous. Like, okay. I but mean, the lia- there's some like questionable liaisons, but dangerous liaisons. Okay. <sighs> But I feel like the dangerous aspect is the the Mary's accident part of it all. Like, I mean, that's that's not even related to a liaison. I I agree. I agree. But it's all you're right that it's all like everybody or almost everybody in this in these episodes is like in some sort of liaison, as it were, you know, but none of them are dangerous. Well, (laughs) well, okay. so let's just get into it. I mean, Annie meets ginger and is um, like immediately turns on her like i mean we've never seen annie be unkind or rude or like ill-willed towards anybody you know and this woman walks into her house and it's like game over dude like whatever you know she's She's just she loses it yeah yeah she is mean yeah i I will say like Great acting on her part, but that um, Annie is great. She's. I think I want to play the yeah, clip. I want to feel like the only like the real whatever. I, I'm mean, going to be mean, but I think the most convincing actors are Simon and Annie. Sure. But they all have their oh moments. Oh my god! But Ruthie, Ruthie, Ruthie is like great. No, my spirit and animal. No, Ruth, and Matt has great no, moments. Like, Ruthie is awesome. Like Ruthie, Ruthie's like she's so cute and she's awesome right now. I I can't wait until she grows up and gets you know juicier roles or juice not roles. She's like, like blase. Stories. Yeah, but like I love she, that. She's <laughs> the one that like literally is very blunt and just like puts it out there on a plate. Like here, take it. This is what's going on. Sure. Take it or leave it kind of thing. She puts it in your face, which is great. But she does it in a very like, I'm going to put a little bit of tablet of sugar there. So I'm just going to be a little bit of sweet with a little bit of rotten. So and I love that. <laughs> and I love that. But I I mean, yeah, Annie is just she honestly, she's we have to play this clip of okay. her of like, this is the height of Annie's like just complete spiral out of control over this woman coming into her house. Like Mm -hmm. it, which I will say is I can't fault her for it. Yeah. As, as ridiculous as her behavior is and as unkind and unexpected from her character, I can totally understand 
her position. I can completely understand where she's coming from. Like her mom died and this is the replacement. Well, and her mom died only six months ago, Yeah, which I was thinking about because the show has so far been very good about like being in real time, sort of tracking with the reality of actual time. And if that's the case, didn't Grandma Jenny die like 10 months ago? Like this was what, June or May or whatever. And she died in episode four. Yeah. Yeah. And she, well, yeah, she passed away before Halloween. Right. Right. When we're thinking about seasons, because we had Thanksgiving, we had Halloween or whatever. But, but they, she wasn't there for, well, no, no she, she passed was away there for Thanksgiving. Though. No, she wasn't. It was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, uh, Aunt Julie was came Julie in. Julie and she had already passed. You're right. Yeah, she had already passed. So then maybe that t- timing does sort of, sort of track. Is this, is this uh, considered spring? This is like yeah, May. Th- no, this has to be like spring or May, like yeah, you said, only it's, because it, you know it's when t- it's it's when TV seasons end generally. Yeah, you know. But no, I so like it does track. I, yeah, and I also remember what was it when it comes to like Matt and that girl. They they kind of say that line like, oh, she'll be back for the summer. So for sure it's spring. Okay, yeah, no, that's fair. And we'll get into that that's part. That's fair. Whatever. So Annie's mom died, but six months ago. I get it. I understand her. Her like indignance at the fact that her dad brought this woman into her house. But then when you get that moment, I think it's in 22. It's in part two when um, grandpa like talks to Annie Mm -hmm. and tells her how, you know, he needs her. Like she's helping him go through this time where he was like a ghost of himself. Yeah. You know, he wasn't coping. He was just like. And their Messed stories up, you know. And their stories are pretty similar when it comes to him and Ginger. Ginger, well, what's lost, Ginger's story well, though? She, her husband is gone too. Or I think her husband passed away. Yeah, but, but the, we don't really get no. But I mean, we, don't we don't know, get the details. Yeah, but we don't get the details of how long ago that was. But it's, I mean, it's two people bonding over the same tragic event that they've had sure. in their lives. So obviously, s- some form of bond or relationship would come from that. Right. And They're helping each other heal. And even Eric, when he finally confronts Annie and her behavior, tells her, like, it's not uncommon for people who have loved for a long time to sort of fall back in love and want to get remarried again quickly because they know. Yeah. They know what it's like to do this. And time is short. And, you know, why not be with somebody that you love? Yeah, whatever. but then Annie turns on Eric at that line. Oh, so if I were to pass away, that means you're going to end up with another woman in six months. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I, I, will t- I will tack on to that and just say, what is kind of unacceptable is that she is pretty immature at times. Yeah. Outside of being hurt, and, and maybe this is an expression of her in being in pain, but some of the stuff she does and says, it's like, really, are we 12? Like, can we get past this? Can you think bigger and, and try to relate? But then again, you're like, yeah, her mom died and this is the replacement. And you're like, okay, you get to be a child for a little bit. It's fine. I yeah. guess she's just not getting past the hurt as of yet i think that's what it is like she just feels hurt yeah and i mean to her credit she gets there eventually like at the end of like every episode they get of course she was always gonna get there we knew that do you agree (laughs) do you agree that they get there there. i love that's what i love that's why i'm hooked i love that it's like such a positive happy yes i love that that makes me really happy (laughs) okay especially in a trump presidency <laughs> yeah, by the time this airs, we'll be in the thick of it. Um, but what's I guess I guess to your point, Lucina, like the fact that she does eventually get there, and it takes 
pretty much like 88 minutes to get there like it's it's sort of hard to watch right like like it's because it's so uncharacteristic of her to behave this way and because it takes so long for her to get there eventually to that place of peace and if I may just say, I just remembered her giving a spiel to Matt about Mary's accident, which we'll talk and learn more right. about and then at that's the her end. Wake up call. Mm-hmm. Which I'm kind of like, okay, we just spent 88 minutes of watching you be a, a child, and now you're going to have this grandiose speech about forgiveness and understanding, <laughs> and and it's like, nah. Spare me that. You should have, I mean, you had this wisdom. You could have come to that realization earlier. I guess that's like a a, a problem for me. I get it. She gets to deliver this speech, which she didn't really live up to herself. Fair enough. But if, and correct me if I'm wrong, because again, it's all kind of blurring a little bit for me right now, but she does have her reconciliatory moment with her dad before the Matt speech, doesn't she? She does. Right. Mm-hmm. So so it's it's from that new fresh perspective of having realized her wrongs and having reconciled with her dad that she's then able to talk to Matt and sort of be the parent again, as it were, yeah. because she sure. spent the better part of two episodes like being a child. Now she can be back in back in her position of like, I'm your mom. I know what's best. Kind of, you know, yeah. the way that Annie does. Yeah, no, and and she even says at some point, like, I'm back. Yeah, <laughs> which is exactly what you're saying. Is like, right. where did you go in right. the first place? Right. Yeah. And but I think everything that 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 you've said is true. That she's just dealing. She's in the throes of her own grief right now. You know, and. Um, and Pete or Charles, <laughs> dude, is just I messed like, up. Stop it! <laughs> I don't it, know what happened, guys. Anyways, go on. He's like, what was it that uh, Angelina and Brad were doing, and then Jessica, not Jessica, Jennifer said he's missing a sensitivity chip or something. Oh my God, <laughs> that's what's going on. <laughs> Grandpa Charles, Pete. Is Do you missing? think that's true? You think he's he's Absolutely. not emotional enough? I I'm like No, who I does that. I, who brings this woman and it's like surprise. Well, they did it with, and with like, Ginger's family. Not that it went well, you know, but Well, he really underestimated he? he well, he underestimated how heavy the situation is, even though he knew that like Ginger's side of the family completely rejected him. They didn't want him yeah. as grandpa number two. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So It's not even about that for me. It's like, you know your daughter. But that's but, the thing. He says, exactly I know my it. daughter. She'll come around. Her daughter. His that, daughter. Does he say that? that? He says that to Ginger in the airplane in the first scene. But also, yes, you know your daughter. And this is not Annie. Like, it's not like Annie to react this and harshly he, and, he, and to hold on to this and, grudge and be this stubborn and for And he long. calls her out on it saying, I can't, like, you're always so kind to strangers and people that you've never met. And yet you can't extend this kindness to, like, someone that I brought into my life. I hear you. But I also hear two things. One, I think as Annie is having a major panic attack and and is like ignoring and is unkind, he's like Mr. Chirpy pretending like it's not happening. He's trying, though. He's and trying to put the good face on sure. it. Sure. Especially and for Ginger. I don't mean to keep cutting you off, but he's doing it for Ginger, really. You know what I mean? I wasn't perceptive enough to catch that. But I will say my second point is like he talks to 
when he's talking to Eric about dinner plans, he's like, if I know my daughter, she's sitting this way with the paper in her newspaper in her face and not talking and not. It's like, well, you knew that, you know, you knew that daughter before you decided to bring the chick around. But but that's true. Then we blame the writers for this. But or I'm going to blame the writers for that. I disagree because here's what it is. He knows teenage Annie he raised teenage Annie right I argue this behavior is like is like teenage Annie it's it's immature Annie and he knows exactly who that person is too he just wasn't counting on that person coming out when Ginger came over no that's really good okay Thank you. <laughs> well, and we're done here. And now, now I'm <laughs> thinking. Okay, so if if An- if if Annie's teenage self was like that, which one of her children? Oh, no, no, no. Mirrors, or not? I don't I mean, mean to say that that's how she was as a teenager, but you know, like that whole like angstiness that no, you grow up with, or let's, whatever. Let's go with this. You, pr- tell me your like present well, your question. I was. I, I, I get that you're saying this is the exception of Annie, not the rule of Annie's right. teenage life, but. My thing is like, okay, well, if that's how she was with a little spice, you know, she's mostly nice, but sometimes she gets a little stubborn, a little spicy, a little, you know, very harsh. Which one of her children now? Lucy. Thank you. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Because Mary is more, Mary is like, she takes a step back, kind of pays attention, like. She takes a step back. She kind of steps out of the situation and looks at it. She's more cool, like oh just my a God, little Lucy. calmer. But it's Ooh. Lucy, completely. She's like her mom. Total tantrum yeah. queen. She just gets pissed and walks away. <laughs> her hair. Can we talk about her Let's hair? Let's talk about Lucy's hair. Oh. So Simon is cleaning up <laughs> in preparation for grandma, and we see that he's got like a Cosmo stash in his closet, right? And he barely even Which, like. Wait, why did I just say you have a Cosmo in your house? Oh, and I, I was like, I was like house. looking at the, <laughs> the the cover page, and one of the things that caught my eye was how to have sexier sex. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what Simon was looking for. Right. And but but what bothers me about this scene is like the blocking of it. Like before Simon even goes up to the Cosmo in his closet. Like, Lucy's just, like, loitering in his doorway. Like, Mm -hmm. what's she doing there? You know what I mean? But then she sees the Cosmo and sort of, like, guilts him into giving it to her, right? Like, plays the whole, like, I'm older than you, you shouldn't have this, blah, blah, blah. So now she has this Cosmo, and Simon is, like, upset. So he convinces her that she should dye her hair blonde, like the chick on the cover, and which is Claudia Schiffer, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, that's so great. I just I just love I I just love how Simon is just so manipulative and and like in in the so funny. Remember how in the previous episode I was saying how there's like this line that Simon sometimes crosses where it annoys me. Mm -hmm. That was this entire fucking two two episodes for me. (laughs) I had had it up to fucking here with Simon. Really? All of his charm was lost. He was just annoying me, like, to no end. Why? Oh, my God. I can't even, like, I don't... There's just, again, there's something about it, right? Because he's the same character he's been throughout the entire season. Like, mm-hmm. I know who Simon is, but... But, um... Because <laughs> when you do that, it might pick up the headphone sound. Um, so, I know who Simon is, but it's, like, just everything about the way he's playing... Uh, Lucy and then the way he's like perving out with the grandparents and then he's got this Cosmo to begin with and the way he's like he's like giving Matt shit for liking Heather and like oh I, you need good luck blah blah like 
I'm just, I'm over it. Like, what the fuck is going on, Simon? Who are you? <laughs> I don't know. You're really passionate. I think you've had a little bit too much wine. No, I felt like this when I first watched it. I, I don't know. It was just like, because you know what it was, too? Because it wasn't coming from a cute and innocent place. Was- Simon was being very manipulative and very... Um, like too big for his britches in this episode. Well, it's because he's been reading Cosmo. <laughs> what was with and Lucy? What he, he, but what did he say? He goes, "It's only Cosmo. It's not Playboy." Yeah, that even yeah. rubbed me the wrong way. I was that like, didn't. "Dude, you're ten. No, that rubbed me the wrong way too. Is he ten? Yeah, yeah. His character's like oh. ten. He yeah. might be eleven now in terms of the timing of the show, but whatever. Whatever. They never said that. We only know that Matt got older and that Lucy. That's true. That's yeah. it. What, what I, I guess what I um. And with you, Simon kind of turns a little bit, like is like bad in this episode. It goes from like being this good, cute kid who's smart to like being this smart kid who's going to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he fucks with Lucy bad. Yeah. <laughs> really bad. And trip on this. There's that scene, which we'll really get into this later. But I mean, when Jimmy Moon comes over, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And that whole thing goes down. And he turns to Simon and goes like, is that permanent? And Simon has the audacity to go, with any luck it is? Fuck you. Like, come on, dude. What are you even trying to say with that statement? Like, uh, yeah, that one I, okay. What does that that mean? Right. Like, what does that mean, Simon? Like, what are you trying to say? Like, you want her to be this obnoxious, tantrum-y, stormy-off girl or what? Like, what are you saying? I or or with any luck it is because then I won and she fa- like and, and I screwed her over like what like either way you're an asshole. and you know he does he does make a statement about brunettes and blondes if you guys remember oh yeah that. he's so he's so funny but I love the whole like idea of blondes have more fun in this episode yeah. <laughs> so many like <laughs> so drops it's a of new that. you it's blonde they have more fun and you're just like uh or cool. Matt Matt calls it sexy <laughs> which is just like a whole bag of yeah no that really bothered me I'm like um. <laughs> You're you're 17 and you're calling your 13 year old sister sexy, or you're and trying to compliment mom, and her. Your mom is like, oh, silently, no, like she's allowing like, it. Yeah, no, 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 not at all. It, when it comes to like Matt complimenting her, she goes, yeah, that's great. And then whenever he says sexy, she goes, uh, uh-uh. uh, like you cross the line. <laughs> like she does that, like cut it there. Like she, <laughs> it's just really funny. She's uh, wrong one. I like what Eric says when when Lucy's like, is it nice or sexy? He's like, nice. If my 13-year-old daughter had sexy hair, I'd be shaving her head. Yeah. <laughs> I liked that. Yeah. Because I don't gen- generally like it when Eric's all like protective father, but that was cute and funny. But Eric is a dud. <laughs> <laughs> like, he really is, though. He he just like ministers really well. <laughs> I don't even know Arguably. if I'm Arguably. Using- <laughs> Yeah, seriously. He meddles really well. He meddles God. really well because that's all he, he does. He fucking has a degree in meddling, as far as he, I'm concerned. He gives some advice. He meddled in meddling. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He meddled that in made meddling. me laugh. <sighs> God, dude. Okay, right. so Lucy's hair. So she she puts this cream rinse in. She's super excited about it. But then, okay. And, 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 and like this cream, this? like, it's nice hair. I'm just, just going to say for Thank like a you. fucking I want sample. to read verbatim what my note said. I can't figure out why I'm not supposed to like this hair. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Because it's not ugly. And like, it's not like that blonde. Yeah, it's it's very much like a... When like was a she a brunette, blonde. guys? Yes. When was she yes. a brunette? That's, that's exactly she what I thought. She had 
ash like ash blonde kind of hair if you call that a that's not brown yeah no what are we then and now dude our hairs are black get out of here (laughs) we're we're brunettes through and through but yeah but i mean you're right and i don't understand it like why is she so upset with it is it because it because it came out kind of chunky highlights or what like it's different i think it's just like she's not used to her face that's I think whatever she, but, but, but everybody the girl, hates it. Yeah, like, but it's weird that everybody agrees this is kind of a shit show. You yeah, know what I like, mean? Like she, the girl has gorgeous hair. She lightened it up. Granted, at thirteen, I don't know if my parents would have totally let me lighten my hair. I'm like, ah, no, you're crazy. I was kind of shocked by that too because yeah. I was shocked that Annie even entertained it. We know, well, we know that when Eric gives her the permission, it's because he's barely listening. Yeah, so it was it's all, in the middle of. She Annie's even says it. It's spiral. all about timing. And she got it down when they're most distracted. She goes, that's when I go in for the kill. Yep. So, so yeah. So this hair is just like, I don't know, man. We're not supposed to, I can't. No, I think we're supposed to hate it along with everybody else in the show. Well, I genuinely do. Or at least we should understand why she hates it. I, it's not clear to me immediately, like what it is about the hair. That's a problem. It's not though. Like, I, I I understand what you're saying, but, like, she holds on to her hair when she comes down. This is permanent. It's not going to wash out kind of no, thing. No, she knows it's going to wash out, but it's not going to wash out, like, tomorrow. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, they say some stupid line about, like, um, oh, I'll wash out in two days. This will not wash out in a few days kind of thing. I don't know what the problem was. Whatever, man. And then was it, was it Jimmy Moon comes Wait, over. do you think that's why she was freaking out? Because Ugh. Jimmy Moon loves brunettes? Fuck Jimmy fucking moon. <laughs> if I have to say this one more time, I swear to God, you guys, you I've been calling this bullshit since day one with this motherfucker. He is an asshole and he's like so full of himself. I can't even with him anymore. Well, don't. I just can't. And this and he so he comes over because he's like because he's all like sad about Mary or whatever. He wants to apologize about Mary. But then sees the hair and she storms off right and da, da, da. but then at school the next day when she's like full of confidence because her family has like tried to sort of bolster it's a her, new you and it's a new you and enjoy it and fuck it it'll be gone soon anyway so whatever you know yeah. and she finally embraces it right and she's like bouncing along at school and then having the best time and he stops her and he's like you know i appreciate exploration of self but this is like ridiculous or whatever the fuck he says and she's like no it's new me i'm free i'm happy whatever and he's like well uh, call me when you're not or whatever like fuck off asshole. yeah like he's like come uh, call me whenever you go on back a to date the room. with ashley that night and her fucking parents like oh my god you are such a jerk yeah the fact that there's eight more episodes with this person in the show in the run of its show of the seasons or whatever like is wait, the series wait is what wait what he's gonna yeah, come this back is not the end of jimmy fucking moon uh, he's 13 guys whatever and i he remember you in 30. one of the episodes you're like oh gosh i hope they write him off i can't see jimmy moon anymore and i was thinking ha Jimmy Moon's here for the long haul. Well, eight more. The, the, the worst of him is gone at this point because he's done but like 13 episodes. I really far. did admire his little spiel about <laughs> how he appreciates um, exploration with like reason or something to that effect. But, but, and he likes her as a brunette. Oh, La- Lady J's getting mad. <laughs> okay, go on. I, I can't. I can't. Because how dare you squash a woman's confidence like that like especially your girlfriend's confidence like i don't care that you're 13 like 
And I don't care that you're clearly emotionally stunted because you're a weirdo that can't even express a single emotion other than just dry nothingness. But like... (laughs) 13. Whatever. Look at Lucy, okay? Look at Simon. Simon has more personality in his thumbnail than Jimmy does in all of his Okay, I'll give you that. But so do all the Camdens. What? All the Camdens do. Lucy's a fucking train wreck. Well, no, I'll agree with that. Lucy was a bad comparison. But I just mean like, I my problem with Jimmy Moon is not so much just Jimmy Moon. I've always had a problem with what Lucy even sees in him to begin with because I don't like it or buy it at all. I was about to say, I'm like, she chose him. No, I completely agree. Like, that's problematic to begin with. Because he's an artist. It's a weirdo. <laughs> but, but She the, says that. But the fact that like he can do this and now she's going to be heartbroken over it. And he, and again, say what you want. He's 13. He's a kid. He's an idiot, whatever. But you have the gall to break up with your girlfriend and then be seen at the varsity with Ashley and her parents that night. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Rewind. Was Ashley Mila Kunis? Yeah. Ashley. Ashley. Oh my God. And who happens to be a brunette. So fuck off, Jimmy Moon. Like, and Ashley. Yeah, that's a good point. She is a brunette. Fuck that bitch and fuck that other bitch. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy. Okay, never mind. You've converted me, or Thank you've you. convinced me. I don't That's like him anymore. Two in my comment. I know there <laughs> is two. You did something else. <laughs> what was the thing that I agreed I with don't know. you on? Oh, the whole Annie, the whatever, the yeah. teenager okay. being the adult. Whatever. I need your perspective in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! It's just, it's just. I don't know. I it's unfor it's unforgivable. And I love, love, love what Simon says to Lucy. Thank you. It's so amazing. I'm going to I'm going to take a minute now and I'm going to play this clip because it's truly it's amazing. So this is a part of Simon you do like in this episode. Well, yeah, it only comes at the fucking end of it. I, earlier I was going to say that I feel like Simon made the transition from Gryffindor to Slytherin in this episode. Oh, dude, I like that. I like that. From Gryffindor to Slytherin? As by mm-hmm. the end of it, like or well, you mean just in terms in, of his yeah. personality Yeah, change. just personality. I was like, oh, you're a Slytherin here in this episode. No, yeah. but you know what it also reminded me of? Like the, the sweet things that he said to Lucy about like the kind of guy that she should be with. That's what I want to play. Yeah, but besides that part, like um, do you remember in one of the episodes, Eric takes her out to dinner and she's like, she's just like talking his ear off about Jimmy Moon or whatever. And it doesn't seem like he's paying attention, but he still is and like, she goes, Dad, are you listening? And then, like, he repeats the same part of the conversation where she left off. And we mentioned this. Like, he listens. And it's good. Like, it's a really good thing for a daughter to have that in her life. Like, to mm-hmm. have a dad that listens. That, like, you know, that supports you. And, like, go try this out. Or go learn this. Or whatever. But, like, the thing is, he listens to her when she wants to be heard. Right. And that's what matters. And exactly what Simon says. Did you guys know there's a shortage of avocados in California? Jimmy went to the varsity with Ashley and her parents tonight. You think you can help that? No. Everybody knows Jimmy and I broke up, so tomorrow is going to be the worst day of my life. And I don't even have a best friend or a big sister at home to talk about it with. I'm here. Talk to me. You. This whole thing is your fault. I know. But... No matter what color your hair is, you're always still the same wonderful, weepy, wacky Lucy you've always been. 
You know, I gotta tell you, I never liked that Jimmy Moon guy anyway. Since when? Well, since he came over, he saw your new hair, you stormed out, and he didn't go after you. So? So, when you and Dad have a fight, you always storm out. But he always goes after you and makes you talk to him right then and there. So you can settle things. Jimmy's not Dad. I know. But once you see how you're supposed to handle things, it's hard to settle for less. You deserve the best. How'd you get to be so smart? I don't live in a cave. Just down the hall. Anytime you need me. Okay, he won me over again. <laughs> there you go. He's this is so cute. Mm-hmm. And then he like before he leaves the room, he does like the "I'm sorry" sign yeah. language, which is like really cute. Um, I don't know. I just said uh, I, I love Simon. I I don't know. Yes, I do. I I love him too. Like I'm not gonna like turn on him fully, but just parts of this episode where I was just like, dude. I was just gonna say. I love all the Camden kids and I'm just amazed at how these kids like I'm just like wow like they're really good they did a really nice job yeah I don't I mean I don't I'm you not mean gonna, like actor wise or just generally no, in the characters the character yeah. the characters are like solid people and maybe that's why I'm like all about this show because I'm like, oh, these are like really, really good kids. Well, yeah, they're and not I like mean. Them. Sp- yeah, they're not mean spirited. They they don't do anything in spite of someone or like, well, no, I mean they might do something in spite of parents. Like you know, like they kind of play around with, you know, just messing around. Like I'm gonna stay out late or I'm gonna go out with so and so and break my curfew or things like that. You know, or you know, when it comes to Matt, like how he always just like. He tries to find a way to have the car. I mean, if anything, that's in the sense of that's the the most bad thing that they've ever done. Like they're not mean kids. They don't try to break down someone's spirit. They don't try to break down someone's self-esteem. They're just good natured children. Well, to that end, I mean, go no, no, go, go ahead. Liz. Well, I was just going to say um, they keep referring to Matt and in this episode as well as like the rebel, the bad guy, the, not in this in these two episodes the 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 outsider and it's like i don't see it like he's not done anything to be a rebel or he's not really bad like i don't know what bad what's bad about matt i think in the first few episodes they really tried to drive it home like he's a rule breaker he'll break curfew yeah. he'll go out with sure. the girl he's not supposed to go okay. out he's with like dad number but two yeah to your point sure. like he's not really like a bad guy you know He's just a teenage boy who's going to yeah. test the limits and boundaries of parental goodwill. Yeah, and then he's, like, breaking the curfew because he's with a pregnant <laughs> chick and he's, like, trying to play <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> And it's, it's like, okay. It's true. Or, you know, because that because that stupid bitch was, like, drinking beer and, like, she he kissed her or whatever and then there happened to be a cop car right, behind him. Right, <laughs> So it's like, what did you do that's really bad? Nothing. Yeah, I mean... You're right. Like, no, Matt's not a bad guy. But if anyone of the five of them is going to be like the rebel or the bad boy, it's going to be him. I would say it's Mary. She's like a fucking badass. It's weird, though. Like, as you say, Mary, like there's a part of me that believes that she's going to go crazy or I'm I'm waiting for an episode for her to go really bad. I don't know why. Not because I, I don't know how to explain it, but I just feel like I'm waiting for the episode for her to like flip the house 
No, no, no. You go. I, I you know keep saying this. Say. You were going to say, I don't want to give any spoilers because I, I know where it's going to go. But you said that in one of the last episodes. I know. But I wouldn't. I'm not. I wasn't going to say that. What I was going to say is that Mary, like they keep putting her in position, like the writers, whatever. The, the character of Mary gets kept, keeps getting put in positions where she has to like either be compromised or compromise herself and yeah. then learn a lesson. Mm-hmm. Like it, I feel like it's a disservice to the character of Mary. Like they almost like they don't know how to treat the character of Mary other than to just continue to like put her in shitty situations and show how awesome she is and put her in city, sh- city sh- shitty situations and then have her like get out of it. Cause she's awesome and even killed or whatever. Like, when is that cycle going to end? I, I don't know? know, but like, I feel like with most of the characters that we've seen, their cards are like face down or like face up, you know, like you kind of see who they are. Mm. There's something about her where one, she's very resilient, which is amazing. Right. But there's also this, um, I don't know all her cards. I really don't. She gets revealed slowly by her actions not just by who she is. Like, we see it by, like, we see who she is through her actions, but that's it. Right. Because we get a lot of, like, conversation with Lucy, like, emotional conversation with, with Lucy. With Matt, like, um, again, it's all a more, emo- everything's very emotional with Matt, I feel like, in many ways, like, who he brings in as friends. Like, all the girls that he's been friends with, it's all an emotional level. So you kind of see him as this caretaker, how he is with the kids and things like that, with his siblings. But with Mary, I feel like I don't, I don't have all her cards. That's, I think that's the best way. She's not, she hasn't revealed, like, I know she loves sports and I know she's cool, like cool in the sense of like, she knows how to handle her shit in Mm -hmm. any situation. She can hold down her, her fort wherever she is. But again, I, and you, and someone would be like, oh, come on. That, that says a lot about the character and yeah. Okay. I can agree with that, but Again, when I'm watching it, I feel like I haven't seen enough of her. Or I don't know enough. And again, I think that's the writer's point. Maybe they don't know what to do with her. Maybe they don't want to come on too strong with her character. I have no idea. But she is one strong cookie. And for some odd reason, I'm waiting for that moment for it to flip. So with that in mind, okay. let's talk about Mary's story in this in these two episodes. Because it's very... I mean, everything that you said, it sort of plays into that, I think, a little bit. Like, in ter- I mean, rather, the storyline for, for these episodes plays into what you're saying about her. Mm-hmm. Um, it, Mary takes Ruthie to the park, the play, um, well, you know, like, just to get with the other house, whatever. Yeah, so mom can yeah. clean up whatever aftermath that's left or whatever. Right. So they're at the park, and they run into this guy who's like roughly Mary's age or whatever seeming and played by Andrew Keegan, who like people will recognize from like all of the shows. Wait, what, what was that Lucina? Oh my God. He's so hot. <laughs> 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 okay. Can we all discuss like everything that he's, he's so been dreamy Ten things Andrew I hate Ke- about you yes. full house, right, but, but he's a jerk in 10 things, right? Oh, yeah. He is a jerk guy. and he's been in, where full is house. he now? I want around. him around. Oh, I know. Actually, I actually know this. This is a true story. The guy, 
started um essentially like a cult called full circle and was like busted for selling like alcohol grade or like or like un usda approved or some shit kombucha oh no and yeah he was like fully busted for it and so like that's the story of Andrew what's Keegan. his name i really Andrew hope Keegan. i'm not confusing him with some other person but i'm pretty sure that's right Sing. Yeah. At least he wasn't like when you said cult. I was like, "Fuck, Manson!" It's like it's not. It's not a, <laughs> I, I'm using the wrong term, but you know how there's like those groups that people will join. That's like a oh, like a like a like a commune or whatever, like that. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I hear start. You. Go with the storyline because it's a good one. So. Mary and Ruthie run into. I feel like you guys aren't engaged. Though. No, we, we are. Totally we are. Engaged. Come on. Okay. Mary and Ruthie. Um, Go to the park. They run into Wilson is his name. Mm -hmm. And Wilson is there with like a young boy who's like a little bit younger than Ruthie. But, you know, he's a a baby, whatever. Yeah, he looks like he's like two. Yeah, he's a baby. Um, And they kind of have like this little meet cute, whatever. They play with them. Um, And um, Wilson asks Mary out. Um, Mary, of course, being Mary and a Camden is like, I have to ask my parents, but I'll give you my number, blah, blah, blah. I loved the scene. I cut to they're having lunch with grandpa. It's, it's that really Ako taco lunch when Ginger's like being shit upon by Annie or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're all sort of just like trying to talk, say, say something to like break the tension. Right. And Eric mentions how Matt struck out with the chick at the airport. And then Ruthie like spills all the, the gossip about Mary and how Mary met a boy at the park. And oh, yeah. Gave her his phone number or gave him her phone number. And um, and I loved how Mary it, it's another instance of Mary just being level headed and cool and calm and like has no shame or no care about anything because she knows what's right and what's wrong. She's like, his name is Wilson. He has a little brother. I gave him my number. He wants to take me to the movies like like lays all the cards on the table like mm-hmm. no no tiptoeing around, yeah. you know, like no playing games like it's all there on the table and like leaves it at that, whatever um, they go on their date of course, Eric has to do the awkward, like, meeting the date and the father in the foyer thing, which is, like... Oh, yeah, he brought ridiculous. flowers. He brought, he brought flowers, flowers and, and chocolates. chocolates. Um, does anybody Wilson? really do that? Yeah, He's in a the stand-up 90s. guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> this kid is, like, legit.com. I'm like, you are playing all the right Aww. cards, mister. He has a crush on Will. I do. That name, though... Wilson well even Mary's like that's a cool name or that that's an interesting name how'd your parents come up with it <laughs> just stupid. no that would be a long story <laughs> that's or boring story yeah like. but um so they go on this date and of course and if, when I saw Don Jeffcoat's names name in the opening credits I was like Don Jeffcoat's back oh shit shit's gonna go down oh and it sure as fuck did yeah is that the boy that, pl- that michael don jeffcoat plays michael towner oh and so shit. so they're on their date they're playing pinball at the pool hall and michael towner and his like cronies show up and this is a topic of discussion that i want to bring up to the group like they start taunting the two of them right they start saying things like beauty and the beast and you know, like, do you feel like a man or whatever? And Mary knows these guys and knows they're assholes and she's dealt yeah. with them before. So she tells Wilson, she's like, just ignore them. They're just jerks, whatever. And they won't leave them alone. So she's like, let's go. And like pushes them aside and they walk out and tells Wilson like, like, oh, just, you know, just don't don't pay attention. Don't listen to what they're saying. 
And Wilson goes, well, Wilson goes, too late. I already heard. Cut to, they're on their, like, he's dropping her off at home. They're on the front porch. And they're having, like, a little spat of how Mary handled that situation and didn't let Wilson handle it for himself. And Mary's like, but they were taunting you to get to me. It was about me. It wasn't about you, right? And then Matt gets involved and Wilson calls Mary Rambo and how she wouldn't let him defend himself, blah, blah, blah. My question to the group is, who's right? Like, what Like, what was really happening with Michael Towner and his cronies? Were they trying to go after Mary? Were they trying to go after Wilson? Is Mary in the wrong or is Mary in the right? Is Wilson being a little bitch? <laughs> like, well, what's the deal? Look, look, when it comes to... He Michael was definitely trying to get to Mary only I say that only because we know their story. If Andrew or not Andrew Wilson Wilson and Michael have a story, I have no idea. Do you get what I'm saying? Like for all we know, there's a background story that we don't know about. Sure. For all we know. But like from everything that I've watched, I'm assuming Michael's trying to get to Mary. Now, when it comes to how Mary handled it, it's probably exactly how I would have handled it. Mm-hmm. where it's like no you're not like don't get involved they're trying to get to me i'll handle it right but here's the thing and i agree with mary but i also get him where it's like don't like don't speak for me i know they're trying to get to you but guess what i'm involved because i'm with you too so let's stand together it's that and i kind Disagree. of i don't know i kind like i i there's, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where I just like, you're both being attacked. I know they're trying to get to her, but he sees it where he's like, well, fuck, I'm going to defend this girl, but I get it. I think it. he's being a whiny little bitch. Well, maybe. I will say this. He doesn't give a shit about defending Mary. He's trying to defend his own honor because uh-huh. he takes this as a personal attack on him. But he's clearly wrong because, to your point, we know that Michael and Mary have a history. Yeah. Oh, he, he just feels emasculated. That's all that this is all Wilson, about. Yeah. Wilson. Yeah, yeah it's but like, oh, a that, woman can't stand up for herself. Boo-hoo, I have called, to protect you. No, he's he like, calls fuck you. Rambo, dude. Like, yeah. fuck you. I'm, I'm well, just like, part, can yeah. you just like... Uh, I love Mary because she's like, uh, you're not worth my time and I'm just going to walk past you. I love how she like pushes them. Yeah. And, like, and, and Wilson's response to that, instead of being like, you know what? Good for you. Like you stood up for yourself. It's like, oh, woe is me. You emasculated me. You didn't let me. Because he's making it about himself. It's because- like you should have stood up for yourself. You wanted to make a statement. Don't let her take that from I, I'm probably going to get a lot of I'm flack for really this. Pl- no, passionate. I'm probably going to get a lot of flack no. for this, but whatever. I think, in general, men, it's always a constant pissing contest. That's all it is in the end. That's how it is with every man. But if you want to piss, she- why do you care about whether she pissed or not? You piss for yourself. Let her piss for herself. <laughs> I got to say, I, I mean, I, metaphor. <laughs> but I mean, okay, I get that. But again, here's the thing, though. I really don't care about how Wilson handled it. I I do because it's completely about Mary like he's making this instance like this this little squabble with Michael about him when Mary knows it's about her and she's gonna handle her own shit and she did beautifully right so why is Wilson gonna make her feel bad for handling her own shit yeah it's like oh you should have let me 
take care of myself. And it's like, if you were attacked or you felt attacked, then you should have taken care of yourself. Why'd you let me? And he thinks he did kind of, well, he tried to when he was like, no, I'm not hitting on her. This is a date, you know, whatever. But Mary's right. This isn't about you, dude. Like, chill out. I know how to handle these losers. We ignore them and we walk away. Why even cause drama right now? You know what I mean? Like, Wilson's just being a little weirdo. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I didn't, in my mind, I just didn't, I didn't care about Wilson. I just kind of, like, closed the door on that because I didn't know if his character is going to last. Do you get what I'm saying? I guess. For me, I just didn't care. I I was just looking at, like, how Mary handled it, which I loved it. I will, knowing... I'm ahead of you guys, just so you know. <laughs> I think we've established that. <laughs> and, and, and like, understanding or seeing Wilson a little bit more, it's just not very characteristic of him. And and I'm kind of mad at the writers or whoever the, 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 the puppet uh, controllers are uh-huh. for making this a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I I think it was unnecessary. Again, it's about It's just, like, just, like, so stupid. It was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like... Why even introduce this like man man superiority idea into the? Why do we even put mm-hmm. it out there? Because that's all it was about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree completely. And I think, but it comes back to my original point, which is it's a disservice to the character of Mary to constantly have her in these positions where she has to be compromised and then and then defend herself or like be the bigger like it's like can we just have her in a normal life and doing normal things and like let her be a character you know what i mean it's like kind of getting old a little bit yep well and to your i think uh lady t's point (laughs) (laughs) i'm confusing you with even our characters are getting confused (laughs) lady t yes that's right (laughs) to t's point earlier it's it's um uh, now I forgot your point earlier. What, was it about Mary, the one where I was saying how like, you don't care about Wilson? I kind of I like because in in my mind it's one of those things where I I think from what I've been seeing of the show from this season where it's like I don't know if this character is going to stay or not. Yeah, they could be reoccurring, but like for me, I'm focusing on how Mary handled it and I loved it, and I'm not really paying attention to this boy that just got to meet Mary and is trying to defend his quote-unquote honor which doesn't even exist yeah so i remember my point so i'm gonna talk over you okay (laughs) the point is um jackie made the the argument that like i'm kind of sick and tired of them like providing glimpses of the character no you made the point that you don't really know her yeah i don't have the like i don't have and jackie's annoyed at the fact that she's only exposed through these compromising situations Mm -hmm. And and I, I guess where I'm concluding now, it sounds like, is maybe her compromising situations are a way to to bring her out. Yeah, 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 yeah. To like, this is the way to like learn the character, and there is something about we're not going to give all the cards away. You're going to you cuz the thing about Mary is you think you have something but then you you're surprised. Mm. I'm constantly surprised pleasantly surprised by Mary but not like surprised like oh my gosh like I didn't expect this but surprised in a way where it's like I knew it was there but I'm so taken aback by your 
eloquence and like proud of her in a way yeah well, and you're yeah. like dang you're 16 well, i don't know how She's old like you are 14 or 15 at this and point i've got to tell you like the most emotional part of this she like really struck me at the end of the episode at the end of the season her like reaction to her inability potential inability to play basketball ever again which we mm-hmm. haven't even gotten we're, into yeah we're not even there yet but yeah it's fine i was just like like this is mary raw and 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 her vulnerability and yet fearlessness which her dad calls is 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 just like oh my gosh i want to be you like i aspire to be a mary uh, well at 14 no you're you're spot on i think like you're right that Mary might be like the most nuanced character on the show. Yeah. <laughs> like it, now that I'm thinking about it and after hearing what you just said so eloquently, I'm like, Mary might be the best written character on the show. <laughs> like, but, but I will say this. I, I, okay. I love her character. She's strong willed. She's, she's very calm and collected. She looks at, she looks at her situation from the outside and, and from the end. Cause like she's there, like you said, in compromising situations, mm-hmm. we don't have all her cards, but here's the thing if we're saying such positive things about this character that we love, mm-hmm. if the writers seriously take her somewhere that she's going to flip the house, this is where I'm going to get pissed off because you have built such a strong foundation for this girl that has claimed at 14. She claimed her house. Do you get what I'm saying? Sure. She built this foundation and she's so confident. And damn, if only most women had this confidence that this girl has and then they're going to flip it on her. But extract that thought, though. I'm not, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say I know what they do with her or not or, or, that, or that I know where this is going. All I'm saying is extract the thought. This is a woman who's, like, very self-assured, knows who she is, knows what her, like, what, what she stands for, right? Mm-hmm. The, that, as you get older, like, only means you're going to flip the house. Think about the family and the house she lives in. These are people who are very straight-edged, very conservative, very, like, this is the way we do things. If she's so self-assured and so, like, confident about who she is, that only means the house is going to flip. Well, yeah. Well, in that sense, oh, okay, in that sense, I get it, but how can I explain it? Like, don't make it where she's going to fall from my eyes kind of thing. But it's just like one of those things where I just feel like... Fall from my it, eyes. Sorry. But it's just one of those it. things where it's like, it, it makes me wonder, are you going to take her to like the pits of like the worst case scenario? Or are you going to be like, this is something where she really has to figure out who the hell she is. Tal, I think that's something we don't know. I think we'll see. And I think it's it's almost maybe not worth us like... Worrying too much about it because yeah. it'll because ha- whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. The show I, is done. You know? I, know, I know, but it's just one of those things where it, I guess I can, when I really, really, really love a character, she gets written off, right? Well, At some point, we're not talking about that. Well, we're not talking about that. <laughs> I don't, don't know. Even, I don't. Know. I don't know. I just, like I ask because I don't know. But I, I, I have no well, idea. No, to be quite so honest. We, well, we did talk about though because we remember when I did that cast oh, yeah, breakdown. You, you did none this. of the actors. With save for I think uh, Lucy and the twins once they're introduced make it through the end of the series. We know that much. None of them except for Lucy, Lucy and the twins. Whoa! Yeah. What happens so every but to everybody? That and, and they all drop off at various points. I don't quite remember the. For all, the know, for all we know, for all we know, some of them go to college. Some of them get married. They make cameos here and there. Yeah. All we By know. the way, oh no, I can't talk about this. Sorry, but I don't know. It's just whenever I really like a character, and if they're gonna take them down 
to build them back up, it's okay. But it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm a, I'm a little scared for the character. That's how, that's the best way to put it. I'm just a little scared for the character, even though I, and I really like her character. Like, like you said, if she's going to be self-assured as she is, and she, I mean, she is, she knows her foundation. She has it. And if she were to, I don't know, if she, for her to like flip it or question it just to see where she is in life. I get that. That just means growth. That just mm-hmm. means growth. But it's one of those things where it's like, I wonder how far they're going to take it. If they do, I don't know. There's a part of me that thinks that's what's going to happen. That's why I feel like I don't have all her cards. Yeah. Everybody else is just kind of like, uh, they're just open. Like I, I feel like you can read Matt, you can read Ruthie. Well, Ruthie's but fine. I see, but that's the thing though, is I think it would be naive of us to think that we know all of these people already. Like we don't, there's no way that in the next 11 years, these, all of these characters aren't going to grow and change. I know, but like, here's you know? a weird thing. Like, okay, from this season alone, I can, I feel like from my opinion, I feel like I kind of know the characters really well, mm-hmm. but with Mary, I just know, I know her as a warrior. That's it. I just know her as a warrior. Like she has this armor. That's the best way to put it. And we don't know much of a vulnerable side to her until like the end, but it's only because that's her passion. We know one of her loves and one of her loves is sports. And this is where we see one of her vulnerabilities. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. Well, okay. So let's, before we get too ahead of ourselves. So, uh, she goes on this date. It blows up in her face. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, cut to church the next day. Si- uh, Simon Wilson comes with this little boy that he was with at the park. What was his and, name? Billy. Yeah, and tells Mary that it's not his little brother, as Mary sort of presumed it was. At church, that it's right? His son. Mm-hmm. He s- he says it's her at church. Yeah. After Annie walks away, like, when it's just the two of them, he tells her it's his son. Um, And she kind of just, like, doesn't really react to that so much. But they have to go inside, and it's a whole thing, whatever. Mm -hmm. And the next, like, the last ten minutes of part one are, like, complete silence. It's all just music playing because, like, nothing really is said at all. Yeah. We see Grandpa walking with Ginger. Annie's still upset. She runs away. Mary chases after her. She's in the street. Car wheels screeching. She gets hit. In the worst stunt work I've ever seen on oh television. Oh my god! Um, yes, I didn't even pay attention to <laughs> what that. How did you not? Like, what was like, the worst? The major like like oh, first like, of all like the head like you know like she hears the screeching she turns her head and it's like five whole seconds of just like her face waiting to be hit. Right? Yeah, and then when they finally do hit, you don't even see really the hit. You just see like her, her body fall? rolling. Yeah, like, she just like rolls weird... down. It could have been. Should, it could have been done so much better. Or like twirl down. Like honestly, it should have just been her face, the screech, and then we saw her on the ground, not her like falling down. Yeah, the whole but it thing was, was really sad. It was very shocking, and of course, Mary, like Annie's not very far away, so she hears the thing. She turns around, she runs. The whole church comes outside. It's a whole, and that's like the cliffhanger of but part dude, one. You guys, Annie's but I was just like, is that necessary? Why you gotta like throw Mary in a car accident? I really like. I really well, did like. Did not find that necessary. Again, see, I, I don't know. I don't know how to take it because you're right that like the accident doesn't really serve a purpose narratively. Yeah, it doesn't. And all it does is just put Mary in another shitty situation. Yeah, she has to get out of like. I, I, I why Mary? Like why? Why do? Because it's like you, you can't play, play sports anymore. Your knee. Oh, and 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 then. 
it should what been comes Lucy. out of this it should have been fucking lucy because then you could have the whole narrative storyline of like lucy learns how not to be so shallow lucy learns how life is bigger than hair lucy learns how jimmy moon sure the loser. yeah you know what i mean no yeah. you're Mary right has everything to lose from this and nothing to gain no you i maybe that's the point but then it's like why put mary in that and then she breaks her knee out of all the things where you get hit by a car and your knee's the one <laughs> and it's fucking surgery yeah. No, she doesn't what even have internal fuck? bleeding or anything like it's it is it's really weird so and they took away the one thing that she like you said like i said her loves she took away one of the the one thing she really loves to yeah. do and like the one thing she's and that was like really about, fucked and up they rip it yeah. from her. it's really weird and i hope that <gasps> my hope is that it leads to like personal growth in some way oh but no it doesn't feels, see and a part exactly a part of me feels like she didn't need personal growth. You know who needed personal growth? Fucking Lucy, Lucy. did. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. I'm gonna, yes. I, I'm going to talk shit about one, this one part. Um, guys, when Annie freaks out that Mary's And Annie's a little bitch. Car, <laughs> <laughs> when Annie freaks out that, that Mary got hit by a car, they, the same face expression was showed like they show. I don't know how to explain it, but this horrified face expression was showed a little too long for for two times i agree with you this, like this, uh, what, this, i don't i don't know what you guys are talking oh about like the reaction to the please, accident yeah please rewatch it like please rewatch <laughs> it so you understand what i'm talking I'm with, about yes. it's like she has this like we should like do it we should do it play horrified face expression like please just try to like play it for yourself right now okay but like she has a bad face expression and then the camera goes somewhere else and then it goes back to Ma- annie again and it's the same thing <laughs> Call nine one one. Yeah, do something. Like everybody's running out on I the get street. it. I think. Yeah, I'm getting it now. I'm like, seeing what you guys are talking they're, about. All they're showing is the horror. Well, it's not a grin, <laughs> right? For once, it's not a grin. But I will say, like, it. I get it though, because you're. I mean, sure. I'm not a mother, but and I've never, knock on wood, been in a situation like this either myself or somebody I love. But like. She's not she's not thinking like logically. She's like just running to her daughter like, oh, my God, no, the horror face expression is fine. It's whenever they do it twice and it's the same face expression. It's just the fact that it's extended for a show. It just it, it's bad cinematography. I, yeah, I That's guess. what I'm saying. I'm, I'm being. But it's also a cliffhanger. Like, don't forget. Well, like, she's not crying. She's not yelling. Well, she's, I mean, not, she's not going to do any of those things. She's in shock. shock. My kid got hit by a car. <laughs> like, you, you, you I'm, I understand that she's probably like not even like processing it all she sees is her daughter on the floor maybe right now, maybe, you know? maybe that that, in, in that but sense, it's i like, get it what i'm just mad at the at the, the how they I, i'm mad at the editing <laughs> i'm mad at the editing this is what i'm mad at like, her, like i'm sh- mad at annie oh, well I annie mean, is really flawed in this episode but you yeah. know what though finally what yeah. have i been saying for oh. 20 fucking episodes like yeah. i want to see annie in like, the in the shit like i yeah. want to see what she's like when she's up against a wall and like what that does but to why her why does it have to be her daddy when gets a girlfriend why well, can't it be like eric listen, cheats I, I said it. Choosers, I okay <laughs> does eric cheat no I, oh you mean the nurse in that one episode dude what was that even about <laughs> that was like a, a stupid thing to put on the show that like, was really stupid but nurse? that was more about eric than it was about annie i know no but- i'm asking about episodes in- what beyond this hey we're not beyond we're this, not, so we're not talking about episodes beyond this like i've she been knows saying too for much. 20 episodes like i want to see what it's like when annie lady j is like uh-huh like pissed or like 
really just not in a good mood like finally i'm getting that and, yeah. I, and I don't like it let's be real i don't like it yeah but at least i'm seeing it at least i know what it looks like now well, and at least a- they're allowing her the space to breathe in this role well you we know? saw her like taking it in a in a childish way only because it was her dad and you True. can't help but to like take True. to revert back to like you know just being like this whiny teenager or something or being a kid about it being immature and i get that but i'm wondering of when it's when she's just going to be a complete meanie or just angry or whatever or pissed off or I for a different situation, not with her dad. I wonder if it's ever going to happen with the kids or with Eric. And and it we know she to, right? I know. I mean, I mean, you would hope th- there needs to be some drama. Yeah. But what it is, though, we've seen her get a little bit angry here and there. And she always delivers it really well. From whatever I've seen, at least, like, you know, whenever she wants to talk shit to someone or whenever, like, when it comes to, like, uh, Mary going out to that frat party, she goes, are you okay? Yeah. All right. That's when she just goes. You get <laughs> oh, what God, I mean? I love when she gets that. all cutthroat, that's the thing. Like, she has it. She has it in her to be dry and just to get to the point, which I love. As a mother, I would, I freaking respect the shit out of that. And as she should. But with, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see her just be like, I don't know, break dishes or something. I, I wonder if she'll ever have an episode like that. Yeah, I want I want Annie indignance. Yeah. That is placed in a like towards somebody or something that like really deserves it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I want I want to see what that's like. I thought she had the opportunity to do that with the guy that hit her kid um and Giant. ran. The the, the, oh, the with driver. I, I I I do I understand that too. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I, 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 I kind of feel like it's like it on purpose. I know, but this is like the taking the high road. Kind of seems like a little bit unrealistic. Yeah, well, it in is. this in this episode is like out of all the people, Annie, that you could be mad at, you you choose not to be mad at the fucking guy who potentially changed the the. The, the, yeah change your daughter's life i'll give you that i'll give you that because like, that's fair i, I mean two I, one for I don't me know. <laughs> I, I don't know the statistics obviously when it comes to hit and runs mm-hmm. but i mean are and are most of them even on purpose they're all mo- most i mean i'm assuming most of them are accidents and but then I they think- do get caught and then like, charges are like you know the people press charges and shit like that there there's doctor fees there's all the shit that goes into it and for them to say oh, it's a, well turn the other cheek turn, yeah like i mean what are they it's trying to sell this only the like, it's not even do? about the charges it's like we don't even address the fact that this happened we're just like oh let's be kind well but Michael and Mary address it. Yeah. And to, I mean, to your point, Mary, again, plays the, is the bigger person. And, you know, she does. She she says what she says, which is like, you're you're a jerk and like whatever. But I don't hate you. Yeah. You know? she, yeah. When she says I don't hate you. That's pretty big. I but didn't that, like it, Mary there, by the way. Did, it was didn't you. Mm-mm. I thought it was a little forced. If I were if I were Mary, I'd be like, "Fuck you! You broke my knee, and my career is on the line. Get out of my room, and I'll deal with it later." But it's what she says, which is like, "If I didn't react to him that way, if I didn't give him this, I would have felt worse." Yeah, and maybe I'm giving. I think. Okay, here's what I'll say. 
I think the producers or uh, writers are inconsistent in in their portrayal of human experience with Annie and Mary. In this episode or generally? In in this episode. Okay. Because with Mary with Annie, although her behavior is questionable, I can understand why she chooses to act this way or why she acts this way without even a choice because she's like, my mom died and you're bringing this lady home. And even though I'm going to act like a child, I'm like, okay, I can understand why you're going to act like a child. Mm -hmm. But with Mary, it's like, um, you just had your knee, uh, you had just, you just had a surgery on your knee and potentially you can never play basketball again and you're going to take the high road. Well, wait, it hold just on. doesn't seem She didn't know at the time when she took the high road that she wouldn't be able to play basketball. Sure, again. but it's like, come on, you. Why, well, I, and a fourteen-year-old's going to take the high road when like a grown-ass woman is not take going the high road to. With her dad. I mean, no, I, I kind, I kind of see what she's saying. Only because very good points. They did, There's no process for Mary. There's no fear. There's no anger. Only heartache is when she asks her dad, what are you telling? What are you not telling me? And this is when we see her break down. You know, that's the only time you see. Again, she is just, I feel like she is the gladiator of the family. Mm. She's a warrior. That's it. So you're saying whereas Annie gets to have an arc of the story, like yeah, she gets to start someplace and end someplace else. Mary doesn't get the benefit of that. Mary just has shit happen to her and then she has to come out the other side, either A-OK or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, and again, like she's resilient. She's a warrior. Are they going to put her as this broken gladiator? Are they going to turn her into this? Well, like, it just makes me ask that question. It doesn't mean if yes no, or no. no I have enough. no idea. I know. I know. I, I mean, we can't answer that anyway. Yeah, I have no idea. But it's just one of those things where you got hit by a car. There is no trauma, like emotional trauma from this. It's just. Sure. Yes. But that's we what I'm talking about. Yet. We don't know that yet. I know. Because who knows what's going to happen next but, but, season. But, yes, yeah. you're right. You're, you're very right on because that. Because the effects of this, I mean, I really hope that come 2-1, she's not like playing basketball again. I hope she's still in the cast. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Well, not not like physically. I just no, mean like. I understand like, I hope that the aftermaths of this like are she's still, still healing. seen in the yeah. incoming episodes because it's worthwhile and it would be a disservice again to mary's character if we didn't get to see that you yeah. know but to your point i get it like well what your point was but uh, i was, but i was tracking <laughs> I, I was tra- no i just again like she's i feel like she's a gladiator she's a warrior it's almost like she has n- oh no i don't even want to say this because i feel like that's wrong but it's almost like she has no emotions but then we see her cry about her not playing basketball so I don't know. Like, again, I just don't have her cards. Well, I, th- I agree with you fine, in that she's very rational. Yeah. She's a very l- rational, reasonable, pragmatic. Th- she's the most pragmatic person. Yeah. is what it comes down to. And, and, and she's like, well, if I'm angry about this, it's not like I'm going to get out of this hospital scratch free. Yeah. So might as well just take the high road. I get that. And then you see her and she's like, gosh, like, I really want to play basketball. I can't believe this is going to prevent me from that. I actually love, I don't mean to interrupt your thought, but I do love what she says, which is like when she's crying on Eric's shoulder, she's like, I thought they fixed everything. I thought the surgery fixed everything. Because I genuinely think that she was expecting to come out of this sort of unscathed. Yeah. And now she's faced with, 
I'm not unscathed. I am traumatized by this. This is going to have far reaching effects. And it's not just me taking the high road and pretending like it never happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's her realization of that. And who knows if uh, Michael's going to be back in the next season. Like maybe he is. And who knows? Who knows what happens? I'm trying to remember from my IMDb research if he has more than two episodes. I can't remember now. I don't know. I am. Well, man, that's like, that's weird. I don't (laughs) know. I mean, I get. I, I also don't like how she's like. I don't hate you. Like you want her to have some like. No, or it's not necessary. He wasn't asking if you hate him or not. No, yes, he did. No, he did. He's like, please don't hate me. Oh, he did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I missed that. Part. No, yeah, please don't hate me. I mean, I would be like, fuck you. I hate you. Get out of my sight. I, I want it. But and this is. I guess this is this is the thing. It's like, Mary. I admire you for being as level-headed and as pragmatic as you are, but boo-boo. Like, show some emotion. Like, like, where's the soul? Like, there's not... And and the reason why I love the last scene with her dad is because I I see her soul. Right. I I think that's exact... That's where where it is for me. It took us a full 22 episodes, but we finally got to Mary's soul. (laughs) Like, we saw it. Yeah. Yeah, she's like present mm-hmm. as opposed to like okay well let's deal with this blase about everything well and and interestingly enough like that that scene ends with her like wiping her tears and telling her dad like let's just not talk to this talk to anybody else about this because that's again that's who she is she doesn't mm-hmm. want to dwell yep. she doesn't want to be yep. stuck in this like sorrow or whatever she yeah. just she had her moment she dealt with it she faced it she knows what's ahead she understands yep. she came to terms with it and now she's like back to herself which is to say like let's just go in there and have a good time and you know yeah, she's game quick. face she's I, I don't want to say she's quick, but she's good at letting go and moving on. Right. If there's one thing that this girl has, it's that. I hope that's true. It's true today. In this, in this it's season. true today. I in hope that season. that continues to be true of her. Yeah, she's good at letting go and moving on. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, part and of it is big. like really admirable. Another part of it is unrelatable. And I think that is the... That. that is the... That is my problem is like I admire it, but I can't relate to it. And I just want to relate to you a little bit more. Maybe she's supposed to be this aspirational character. Sure. Maybe yeah. maybe you're to maybe you're supposed to look at her and go like, that's who I want to be and something to aspire to. Yep. Right? Like because the moment you're like, oh, I can connect with you. She's like switches. She, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, OK, let's go face the world now. The you're like, I'm not you, ready. Yeah. Face the world. I know. Go back into your feeling sorry for yourself. And that, that's Lucy, right? Constantly oh, feeling sorry for her. Lucy, dude. I can't even. Her and her issues with Jimmy Moon. Okay, wait a minute. What have we covered? We've covered Lucy and Jimmy Nothing. Moon. We've covered almost everything except for Matt's storyline. That's what I point. thought, right? Okay, yeah. so we have Matt. Let's go into Matt. Let's talk about Matt. Um, so as we mentioned early on, Matt has this encounter with the girl at the airport. Um, later on in that same, in part one, when he's dropping off Grandpa Ginger at their hotel, as he's driving them, he happens to see this airport girl like walking, walking across the street to her house. And what's great about this, though, as as improbable as it is that this would ever happen, is like the grandparents, like when, when Matt goes like, that's the girl from the airport, you know, the grandparents are like, pull over, park the car, go do something about it. Yeah. Well, grandpa says that anyway. And I fucking love that. Yeah. I love that. Like, Grandpa Pete Charles 
is in a position in Damn his it, life. I'm never going to live that down, am I? <laughs> I love that Grandpa Pete Charles is in a position in his life when he, where he can, like, like pass on some like wisdom you know yeah. to the younger generation like no like, time like the present like that's how i got this chick like go get yours you yeah. know like i love that i thought that was really cool and it's another example of like like charles won't let anything get in his way like he loves this woman like mm-hmm. you know he's not gonna not love her because annie doesn't like her yeah or which that's a whole other thing. We have that's another storyline yeah. we haven't covered, and we need. Can to get we to talk it. about Miss Binks? I'm saving that for last because, holy fuck, Mrs. Bink. I oh, love her me so too. Much. Me too. I she love just her. Sounds so drunk. We'll get to her okay. in a second. Let's wrap up, Matt. Um. So he goes up to this chick's door, knocks on it. This one, the woman answers. The mom. The mom answers. He does this. He, he does that fast talking, like yeah, like divulging too much thing, which I love as a trope in TV. Um, and she invites him in, brings Heather down, and right away again from the blocking of the scene, like Matt's standing there, and and the mom is doing all this talking. She's like, Matt, this is Heather. Have a seat, or whatever. It's like, why isn't Heather saying anything? You know, yeah. it's like these are all clues, kind of. So Heather sits down across from him and Matt and Heather's mom is standing like right above Matt or whatever. And Matt starts like doing that whole fast talking thing again. And the mom is signing in the back the whole time. Yeah. That's our, that's our like big reveal that um, Heather's deaf. Um, long story short, Matt asks her out. She kind of hesitates, but agrees. They're going to go to this party. Picks her up that night, and it's a really great moment because things are kind of awkward and hard. Like all yeah. of his all of his usual tricks, like opening the door for a woman. Like she doesn't have time for that because yeah. she can't, you know, because he can't be like, "Let me open the door for you." She's not yeah. going to get that. And so it's a whole thing. And, um, and she even brings like a little notepad, which is really cute. Yeah, you know? and they're like passing notes to communicate. Yeah, I like that. But then it's funny he turns on the radio, and then he's like, "Well, what's the point?" And he shuts it off. And she just like turns it back on, and then like she looks like she's quote unquote like jamming. Yeah, she's like grooving. To yeah, it. like she's like nodding her head to the music as you know. I thought that was a little odd. It's it's a little bit awkward. I'll it give is, you that. But I think she's just trying to say like, no, be who you are. Like, don't try to like fix it. And let's be real, you guys. Heather is this gorgeous. Like, she just oozes charm. Like, she could just be there, and yeah. it would be like great, right? Am I crazy? Like, she's really she's nice. Beautiful, and, yeah. yeah. Like, she, like she brings this like charisma to the screen just by being there. Yeah. You know? Um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't talk at all. At all. And well, until the very end of, yeah. of, of part two. But um. So anyway, they go to this party and they're dancing. That's really sweet because like they're dancing you know she she can't hear the music but like she's letting him lead and it's Mm -hmm. sweet and it's nice and then there's like these two dudes in the corner whatever and they start like teasing heather like saying how like she's not really deaf she's like like fooling matt like playing him for a fool or whatever and they start doing this like completely like ridiculously like horrible imitation i guess of what a deaf person would sound like or something like like pretending to sign as if they know how to sign assholes yeah so she catches it and just leaves that runs out yeah very lucy-esque by the way i yeah yeah but somehow like but her mom kind of like lets you in on how like she doesn't really know the neighborhood or as if she doesn't know anyone in the neighborhood like she doesn't she's not really social 
Yeah, but it's especially social with hearing people. Yeah, like, she, like her circle is pretty much like deaf people. She goes you know? to school for the deaf. Okay, now that I'm thinking about it, I guess I can admire the fact that she's like, I don't want to be here and I'm going to do something about it. But another part of me is like, where are you going to go? Do you know where you are? Well, she goes to the car. Like, and even if Matt didn't chase after her, which of course he was. Oh, sure. She was just going to like sit in the car, you know? Yeah. Sure, fine. So then obviously like he's not, they're not talking or whatever. uh, She hasn't responded back to him. And this is whenever Mary's at the hospital at this point. Oh, no, wait. No, 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 no. He invites so, her to church, so, doesn't so he? So he takes her home, and it's, you know, kind of a shitty date, obviously. Yeah. And unfortunately, he never even saw what those guys did to her. Yeah. And she won't tell him. So he just kind of is like, I don't know what happened. Like, I know that something went wrong, but, like, she won't let me fix it or whatever. So yeah. he's kind of at a loss. So when he goes home and, like, confides in Eric, of course, Eric's answer to everything is bring them to church. Yeah. <laughs> Which you got to love Matt for calling him out on that. But um, so so he calls um, Heather's mom and invites them to church. They never they showed, showed up, up to church, though. Yeah, they never. And did. it's not really addressed because the whole Mary thing happened. Yeah. at that scene. But like they never they they, they did didn't. Never I thought they did. They he kept looking up. back and looking back and waiting for them. But before they could show up, the Mary thing happened. And like, that's the end of that story. Yeah. And so oh. and then like basically in episode 22, um, the. Ma- okay, so Eric and Annie are at the hospital, right, for Mary, and the kids are just like they're up, they're they're anxious, they don't know what's going on. And Eric calls the house, and he's like, "Well, what are the kids up to?" He's like, "Well, they're all up, you know, like we don't know what else to do." And then he goes, "Take them out to eat, get them out of the house, even though that they won't eat, just get them out of the house, it'll help." And I he- know about this cafe that just opened up around the corner. Yeah, around the corner. So he suggests a restaurant, and the restaurant, surprisingly is owned by deaf people. Yes, it's run the by owner. deaf people. All the waiters seem to be deaf. You were saying you had some thoughts about this place. Okay. Regale us. <laughs> I, 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 there's so many things to talk about, but I have to hear what you have to say, Lucina. <laughs> Did I? I don't remember you saying may, Well, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I misunderstood you, but... I mean... I'm just like, what? Well, okay. <laughs> You're in Glen Oak and you have a, I mean, I live in LA and I don't know a place run by deaf people. Well, have you guys ever, I, I mean, it's, but, it, it's, yeah. well, by the way, this restaurant guys that, that they went to is a real restaurant that still exists to this day. And is no, it run by deaf people? No, it's, it's Rose Cafe in Venice. Oh, so it's a How real you know? place. Because I've been there and I saw, and as I'm watching And it is it, actually run by deaf people? No. No. Oh. Not at all. But like this, this establishment ex- exists till this so, day. So, so, and so the, the rose, location at which the, where yeah. they shot. So when all the roses that you see painted on the wall, right. some of them are still there. Some of those roses, they've just obviously. Did you research or did you no, like knew, look at it and you're like, I've been there. And I figured it out. I was just looking at the layout and even the door and en- the entryway, like walking in. I was like, holy crap, that's the restaurant. How funny. So the it's a huge space. Um, I had I had opinions on Mrs. Binks. That's what I had oh, opinions okay. about. Yeah. Well, we'll get there. But, Ro- but Rose, uh, the, so the place is called Rose Cafe, and it's really funny that the menus even still have roses. Everything has roses. Like they didn't change anything for the restaurant, so I find that really interesting. Oh, like in the show, like yeah. they didn't like change the location. No, 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 not at all. And but here's another. So I have a question for you guys. Have you ever? Okay, so. In Burbank, I mean, in general, I think most public schools, they have, like, an extra language, like, whether if you want to learn French or Spanish, there's also sign language. 
Now, I don't know. Wait, are you saying that public schools offer sign language yes. as a second language? Yes. Okay. And I don't know what it was, but um, growing up in Burbank, whenever I would walk around like some coffee shops or like there was a Ben and, ben and Jerry's in Burbank, there were nights that were deaf night. You would see kids in there and like you walk in and it's complete silence and you and it's so hard for me to explain complete silence but literally there was nothing the only thing i could hear was maybe the hum of like a refrigerator mm -hmm. or something mm -hmm. that's the only thing that existed but i walked in and like i whispered whoever i was with i'm like why is it so quiet like i whispered it because it freaked me out mm. and then and then i looked around and i saw these kids signing and i was like oh this is cool so like, and of course, like I, I'm kind of a weirdo in this way where I just like, I was observing cause I was like watching their sign. Mm -hmm. And, and then, uh, so I walked up to the guy at, um, basically at the register. I was like, so is this like deaf night or, or is this like, or is it just like all these kids happen to walk in here? He goes, no, he's like, sometimes we host. Mm. So at the night at that, I don't know if they host anymore, anything like that, but like, it's really interesting to experience that once in your life, like where you walk in. It's just silent. Like how this cafe was on the show where yeah, like everybody there was. And all you can hear is like death. their fork or their knife hitting the sure. plate. But like, you know, th and these kids were super cute and they were just like, they were like, they're laughing and they're giggling, but like, they're not like, you don't hear a Aww, sound, but you fun. see the, like these smiles. Like it was just adorable. But like, I, I don't know. I just found it so funny. Like this restaurant does exist and that I've actually experienced a moment where I've walked in somewhere where it was dead silence and it was, a bunch of kids and it was a deaf night and it was just whatever and i i think it's wrong for me to say deaf night maybe i'm wrong i don't know whatever but they well, were I've been saying deaf girl all day so yeah, I well <laughs> i i think you, I, I just i happened to go to uh john muir uh middle school in burbank for okay. a, a short period of time and i had cousins in burbank high and and i live in burbank but i'm with you i do think that burbank high has some sort of program um yeah, they have it. Like, yeah, that right? is pretty big. Yeah, for but sign because I've, I, I share with your, I share your experience. Like, I knew this one girl that so. went to Burbank High, and like she took sign language, and so f I think for exams or like, uh, I think for her exams or maybe final project kind of thing was, they would have to sign language a song, mm -hmm. and so it was just really cool. So I, I would ask her, I'm like, so how do you say this or how do you do this or what is that? And she would teach me like the slang for s certain words mm. and now like i love that stuff i don't know why since i was a kid i was so into it and i would just be like so show me how to say bullshit or <laughs> or like thank you or like or turtle or oh, yeah apparently turtle but i love ruthie though <laughs> my favorite part of this whole restaurant shmishma which is again like nonsense i don't see a point to the restaurant is ruthie helping matt well, the whole point of the restaurant is it brings, it gives Matt an opportunity to reconcile with Heather because what ends up happening is they're sitting there, they're eating there, and Matt's like, let's just get out of here because this is awkward as fuck. You and like Heather this show. In, and Heather walks in with her, like, friends, doesn't but give Matt the so time of day weak. until Ruthie. Yeah. I'll give it to you so that it's weak but, weak, but, like, how else would they have reconciled? She didn't come fest. to church. She can't, he, he can't talk to her any other way. Like, I don't know. Call the mom. I don't, I And mean, say what? I like your daughter. She ran off on me. <laughs> and? And she's going back to school in, it's like, a day. It's just so weak. 
I oh, guess. Lim- dad. But but I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say something to you, Lucina. You like this show, okay? <laughs> so now you're talking yeah. shit. <laughs> I do like the show because no, I like title to our opinion. The Camdens, <laughs> and I love that everything's happy all the time. I, I guess it's one of those things where, like, well, of course he ends up at a deaf restaurant, and of course he's gonna reconcile. <laughs> what the fuck's I guess a deaf restaurant? Way. I mean, is there a deaf restaurant? <laughs> That's my problem. You had to create a fucking deaf restaurant to put these two together. I guess I just don't mind it. Like I don't. I didn't even care really. Like I didn't care where they were. I was just like, it was nice to see that they reconciled. Yeah, that was the point, and they did. And Ruthie helped in her way uh, with by doing the whole thing that she learned from Sesame Street. Which can we just talk about? (laughs) Was Sesame Street a big sign language like? I know. I I know. can't even i don't know because at this point i'm 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 almost gonna believe it i don't believe it because i actually watched sesame street as a wee toddler and i know i so never I, I fucking learned it. a sign language you didn't learn sesame i love street. you not like not in sign language i learned letters and numbers from sesame street but i didn't see no yeah, puppets you... doing sign language <laughs> like i know they don't even have like all the fingers dude <laughs> well they I mean they did have humans on the show but like oh. again I don't know. Okay, anything. well, maybe this is my real problem. The whole Heather and Matt line. You're not into it. Mm-mm. Do you just want someone it's to just roll like, out the red we, carpet? <laughs> we meet at the airport. Then I like happen to run out, run into you in the street. And I like have the courage to come to your house. And then I have to reconcile the whole thing in a deaf restaurant. <laughs> Well, I mean, I can approach the fact that the kid had some balls to go up to the sure. house and be like, excuse me. I like that. I, I like your I daughter. I enjoy Matt's stuff here because once again, this is for me, this this bit, especially the Matt bit of all of the bits in these two episodes felt the most like my reminisce, my, my nostalgic feeling about Seventh Heaven. Like this is what it was. Like what is Matt's, it though? Like the Matt stuff was like where it was at with really? in, ter- in terms of how I feel about seventh heaven, you know what but I mean? What's the mad stuff though? Just the, his, his whole storyline, the arc of like, he meets this girl and there's obstacles, but they're happy and there's a thing. Well, th- th- it's cause like you kind of remember. So you basically remember that kind of stuff from, I, from the yeah, show, from like whatever it you had felt, seen. It felt the most like vibey, like in tune with what I was, what I expect seventh heaven to be, you know? Okay. <laughs> That but, and I will say actually the Mary stuff, like the Wilson stuff too, like the the Mary stuff specifically regarding Wilson. Like okay, I didn't watch Seventh Heaven, but I do remember like previews and things like that. I do remember Andrew Keegan's like base coming up. I just don't remember what well, season. Yeah. Like, we you know, know I remember that stuff. And again, like yeah. I said, I remember the deaf girl, but like it was just like again in passing. I was like, oh, this girl's really pretty, but I didn't. I don't know who she is. And then I was like, oh, so she must be the deaf one. Mm. Oh, man it just sounds weird um but yeah i mean we don't mean disrespect yeah. for the listeners like we're not trying to be rude or disrespectful we're just calling it like it is yeah. okay but but i i will say this on matt's character it's kind of nice to see him really chasing after a girl like this mm-hmm. like True. so excited is about this the it. first time yeah i, feel I like, think so i think like emotionally yeah. so invested and i sure. think it's really sweet and charming to watch so in that way, I, I kind of like it. Yeah, no, and it's I'm, also, I'm with you. Yeah, and it's because because it's refreshing that he's not like 
like this like because in every other relationship he's this hot guy and the girls are all excited to be with him whatever like the chick that has been waiting to date him for months or Roxanne who's like Matt I don't have a boyfriend anymore take me to the dance you know like this is like a girl that he has to pursue that kind of sort of is like you scared me when you punched Michael Towner and I don't even know if I want to be with you anymore but here's my address and maybe we can be pen pals you know like and he's in love with her like it's cool it, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was really cute to see him chasing. I don't know. It was just really sweet. I like the fact that he's so enamored with this woman who. Don't even give him the time of day. It's not even like well, she does, the time she does, of day. It's the she chase, does, but like, though, right? It's the chase, but like, again, like, it's just so cute seeing it from like a 17 year old's perspective. Like, he's so into this girl and he wants to see her. Like, it's. It's cute to see him excited about a girl. I don't know. I like. I, I think this was the sweetest side we've seen. It's of, fun. It's one yeah. of the, like yeah. It's the sweet fun side. And you're kind of seeing like, well, well like you and said, it's like kind of we, risky too because it's like she doesn't. She he really can't communicate with her very easily at least. Well, except that we find out that she can talk. Like he won't be like able to like though. talk to her necessarily, right? Because she won't hear him. But she does. she is able to talk because we don't see her talk until the very end when she's like i don't think we should be together but here's my address maybe we can get to know each other better kind of thing and yeah when she finds like the way she said it like i don't i don't know how i sound when i speak that's why i don't do it yeah and then when she walks away he's like you sound beautiful it's kind of cute you sound beautiful all right all right we get it lady j you you would totally Uh, be for Matt. i actually did not cry on that scene i cried at the lucy and simon bit and you cried when when Simon and Lucy have their heart to heart totally and I cried when Mary and Eric have their I mid. was close to crying at the Marion but I didn't cry and I gotta be real like since we're talking about Mary again I loved so the the episode both like the finale ends with Mary comes home from the hospital and um Annie and Annie's so like in like in tune with Eric when Eric comes over mm-hmm. to her, she's like, what aren't you telling me? He doesn't even have to say anything or anything, yeah. but she's like, what aren't you telling me? And he goes like, the doctor doesn't know she'll ever play basketball again. And Mary's like being wheeled around and throwing, like, you know, making baskets yeah. and like they're all playing and stuff. And I love so much when Annie's like, what does he know? She's playing basketball right now. I fucking, that made me ball like a baby. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I love that so well, much. She's being a mama bear right there. Just saying like, I know what she is it's and so I know great. what she's capable of. So he doesn't know shit. And yeah. it's true. Like, yeah, you performed the surgery, but you don't know the character of my daughter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm with you. I, it, it, I, I mean, I think it's like a really great statement about physical ability and mental ability, mm-hmm. which, which is, and and I guess that's why I love that scene so much because it, people really people being Annie and 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 Eric speak to Mary's fearlessness and 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 just mental stamina and and the fact that she is going to stand up to the world, mm-hmm. which ultimately leads to your 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 I mean your future is faced by your mental stamina, not your physical stamina, right? And then. That's true. I know. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, totally. And you're right that that's that's like the subtext of all of that. You know what I mean? Ultimately, that's really what that's about. That scene and all of this is really about that. I just again, I just I hope that 
we actually do get to live in this for a while, like beyond this episode, because that's all I care about. Like ultimately what I love about television is arcs and like long form storytelling that really helps me like understand a character and and get into it and like want it and feel it, you know? Would you be disappointed if Mary like come season two, episode one, Mary's like playing basketball? I would be. Okay. Because I don't want that. I want I want to see her struggle. I want to see her grow from this. I want you know what I mean? Um I want I want to see her like live with this for a yeah, while. I hear you. Know? you. Um, it, and I, and I, and truly because I feel like it's it would be a disservice to the character to not have that for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like well, why then why are we even doing any of this? You know? I uh, I don't know, man. It's just like I said, I mean, there's a little bit of fear of what they might do with this character. Yeah. But whatever, I'm not even. We're not even there yet. Forget it. You're right. So. So that's Matt. And right? I, yeah. Did we wrap up Matt? Yeah, we What's wrap- her name goes away? Heather. Yeah, Heather. <laughs> What's her name again? So, which brings us to the final sort of thing that happens in this. It's not the final thing that happens, but in terms of plot lines. I'm just going to put my cards out on the table right now and say Mrs. Bank <laughs> is the fucking hero of this episode. Yeah, she is. She is. Mrs. Bink is like my man, okay? I fucking love her so much in this episode. I have so much love for Mrs. Bink. I can't even. She's 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 one smart one and she's and it's just so funny cuz she like okay, she's really smart and she can be manipulative, but it, obviously it comes from a really good place. But it's funny how she does it all with a laugh like throughout the entire thing like and she made it look like she's going she's hitting on him. Or like she's a full on weirdo. Yeah. But like, she always sounds like she's she, drunk, dude. She comes into Mary's room to like visit her, you like, know, in the hospital. Hi, Mary? Like <laughs> brings her a bag of junk food and grandpa's there. And she's totally hitting on him. You're right. Yeah. She's like, Oh, like your friend. Oh, what a shame. Blah blah blah. Right. Yeah. And like wants to give him a ride in her convertible. Like once you drive with the top down, you won't go back. Yeah. Whatever. And then Cut to the hotel. They're standing outside. And she's like, don't let Annie run off your love. Like I let my daughter do to me. Mm-hmm. She goes like, I let my daughter convince me that this is bullshit, even though I love this guy. And then a week later, she was back home with her husband and her kids. And I was like faced with the reality that like, this is my life and I lost something big. Mm-hmm. Don't let that happen to you. And um, Pete Charles is like, you're a really wise woman. <laughs> this is never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. I love doing this to you. Oh, fine. Charles is like, you're a really wise woman. And she goes, I know sometimes I scare myself. Yeah. I fucking love her. <laughs> it's so great. Guys, I completely forgot her story and I believed her too for a second there. And also great bit of continuity because I even wrote this in my notes when I noticed how like kind of lucid she was being. I was like, oh, I guess now that she's straightened out her meds, like yeah. she's all, she's on it. And she even says in the show, she's like, now that I've straightened out my meds, I'm driving again. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Just, I love I it. Swear, I I like, <laughs> you know, she had that episode where we th- where we thought she was having dementia, but that wasn't even in the case. I, I mean, but she's like, still kind of batshit. Yeah. But like. She's, she's so kind oh, of bad my shit. favorite part is when she's like, uh, they're all nuts. They're all nuts. 
Oh yeah. I'm oh, like she's uh so psychopath much. She's crazy because so what happens is like uh Charles takes this lesson, right? Like heeds it basically and rather than go to the airport, surprises Annie at the house, they reconcile, they have this sweet moment about like he tells her or Annie tells him like I'm sorry I behaved this way, whatever. And he tells her like I'm sorry, I love you, but I'm still going to be with Ginger. Like yeah. get over it kind of thing. And then they're fine. And and then he mentioned something about Mrs. Bink, which prompts Annie to call Mrs. Bink and go like, like, you talk to my dad. She's like, yeah, he know, he needed to hear whatever. And she goes, you don't have a daughter, do you? And she goes, I was just going with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> so which is awesome. so great. So awesome. Yeah. And like, like she hangs up and she goes, they're all nuts. And oh it's my- like love it the crazy one is calling everybody she's else crazy so fun and even just like when 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 she's on the street with charles and then she's having this conversation with him like her mannerisms the way she's like constantly brushing her bangs out of her hair and stuff like yeah it's all she's very she i mean she's crazy like legit she's just like kind of loony right but in this way that's like so well-meaning and so warm yeah. That it's like it's not coming from a place of like senility. No, it's and coming insanity. from a loving place. She's yeah, she's just like she's a kooky old woman, but like she knows what she's talking about, yeah. you know. And it's so wonderful. She, I don't uh, know, she's just really funny. I, I, she, it's just really weird that she sounds drunk all the time. And so it's Eileen Brennan, Brennan, uh-huh. whatever who plays her. She's. I know she's like a well-known actress. Yeah, like she's been in a million things, right? Is that maybe her signature? Like, does she always act kind of kooky like this? Like, is she always? Because maybe that's her voice. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know that it's necessarily an affectation she's putting yeah. on as Mrs. Bing. Who knows? I. I mean, I. I would feel like I would need to brush up on that and try to figure that. Yeah. out. I'll let you know in season two. Thank you. <laughs> that's your homework. That's my homework. <laughs> I take that with me. And because she's Grandpa's so name. fun and i really hope again i don't remember from my imd being i i don't want this to be the last of her i love her so much yeah. i just want her to keep popping up every so often and like being awesome <laughs> oh, i love her was uh her bff in this season who's her bff odell we no. don't know this person no she refers to the to odell in her um uh in the in the when uh, <laughs> she refers to it by saying, I got these flowers from Odell's garden. Right. Oh, and yeah. she says something about like what she, she won't know, won't yeah, hurt yeah, her yeah. kind of yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I'm, I wasn't sure if Odell shows up in this season. Or yeah. Not. No, we don't know. I, I like, is. I like her little sneakiness. Like she's like, I brought you some fast food because you know that stuff isn't going to fill you up. And she points <laughs> out like the, you know, hospital tray food. And then she's, uh, and then, you know, she goes, Got you, I picked you up some flowers from so-and-so's garden. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, help yourself. <laughs> <laughs> she's so crazy. I love her. I can't believe like I ever maybe didn't care for her. Like, cause I know that I might've said some things and had some opinions about her, particularly in the mad episode where she was kind of running. Yeah. When havoc. she was taking care of him. I mean, when she, uh, he was taking care of yeah. her. Yeah. I calling had, him out from class. Oh, rem- yeah, I thought it was good whenever I pretended I was your aunt. Like, <laughs> I mean, because she is, you know, she's kooky, but I guess maybe it's the meds. Maybe since she straightened out her meds, like her <laughs> level of kookiness is more like in line with normality <laughs> where I'm just like, I can appreciate this. Yeah. I don't know. But um, but yeah, she's fun. She's she's cool. And I wish 
I what I mean is I hope that she continues to be this weirdly like guardian angel kind of character yeah. for these people, you know, like kind of like just pops in when they absolutely need her the most. Yeah. You know? And like saves the day. And then, uh, you know, and Annie does something great. You know, I, you know, so her dad comes back, whatever they reconcile. And then what, the next morning when he's going to fly back to Phoenix. Right. Um, they're about to have breakfast or something or before he sends before she sends her dad off to the airport. They're, they're getting the party ready for Mary's yeah. homecoming. They basically um, she opens the kitchen door, the swinging door, and there comes in Ginger. Yep. Yeah. She called Ginger. A ginger who, might I add, just the night before or whatever, left, left broke up with him and was like, maybe we should take a break because this is too hard. Neither of our families approve. And, you know, dude, am I, like, I swear when she said maybe we should take a break. I'm like, do you have the time? Like, <laughs> <laughs> my, how long are we talking a minute or two? Yeah, like I, I swear like, I was thinking I was like, do we have the time for that? Because like, let's be real. <laughs> You know. Well, and she even says when when she comes to talk to Annie, but Annie won't have it, so she talks to Eric instead. She goes, you know, for people our age, the future is now. Yeah, <laughs> like if we're gonna make plans, we have to make them yesterday. Maybe we should you hold know? the brakes. I'm I'm like for what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, I was just really thinking that. Get on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and now they're ha- and now they can, which is nice. Yeah. And and Heather decides to delay. Her going back to deaf school and on the East Coast by a day. So she comes and she decides to spend the time with Matt, which is nice, which is the like that tells Matt like she's in this. Like, yeah, she like wants there's a this. future yeah. for them. So this isn't like anything. Like it's not goodbye. Yeah, it's kind of kind of a cliffhanger or something open to a possibility. Yeah, for the next season. yeah, exactly. That's what it is. It's it's the setup, you know, for future, which I mean, I hope so. It's kind of cute. Yeah. Don't confirm we'll it, see. Lucina. <laughs> yeah, let you me keep fig- those spoilies to yourself. Let me keep it to my... Let me figure <laughs> it out, all right? Let me figure it out. And so, I mean, these two episodes, they basically wrap up with Mary comes home. Everybody's there. They're having this big party, whatever. They're all playing hooky from school that day. It's really cute. Um... And everybody's there. Wilson, even though he's now confided in Eric and Annie, yeah, that Billy is indeed his son, which we didn't even talk about that, like the way that that whole thing comes out. But basically, he was he had a girlfriend. They had sex. She got pregnant. She died in childbirth. So he takes care of this kid on his own with his parents. Yeah, and it's tough. He works two jobs. He goes to school. Like it's not easy, but he's doing it, and he's upfront about it. Which. Thank you. I'm so glad he's upfront about Agreed. it. I, Agreed. I really love that. And I like how he's telling the parents or more like Eric straight up like, this is my situation. I like her. I would like to see her. How do we do this? So here's my question. And this is more just like a thought experiment because I don't know anything. But you know how Mary is like down? Like once she finds out that Billy's the son, right? She's like, she doesn't say like, I don't, don't want to deal with this. She's like down. She still wants to see Wilson yeah. and stuff, right? Is that going to come back to bite her eventually? Like, is she going to want to continue to be with this guy who's not to put this in a way, like I'm just going to be blunt about it, like weighed down by the fact that he has a son at 16. <laughs> like, you know, probably, but here, here's my next question. When, he wants to continue seeing Mary. All I'm thinking is, dude, do you have the time? 
Like, really, do you have the time? Two well, jobs? Well, what's he going to be a hermit for the rest of his life? No, no. Like, right now, do you have the time? Two jobs, you're going to school, and you have a son. You have the time to, like, date? Well, he has built-in babysitter and his parents. I guess so. so. if he wants to go out on a date. But that's a, but all of that is my point, though, right? Like, Is it going to bite like, her in the like, ass? Like, the guy has a bunch of baggage. I don't... I'm not saying is it going to bite her in the ass, but, like... Or maybe I did say that earlier, but what I meant was, like, if I marry... Right now, maybe I'm not thinking too far ahead. I did just break my knee. But, like, I'm I'm thinking, like, how long can I really want this for myself? I don't you know. Well, like, like, at what point is this all going to sort of become too much for me to handle? Because I'm only 14 and I don't want this. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, It'll I, be, I'm hoping that they deal with that is my point. It would be. I mean, I agree. That would be really nice to see that. But I kind of like he's really pursuing her. He comes to the hospital. Yeah. He wants to see her. He pretends that he's the brother at the hospital when the grandpa is to like get information or yeah, whatever. You know, and then like he brings them food. He goes and gets burgers for the parents. But this is where the again, this is an incongruency that I can't reconcile in my head. And although I love the ideas of Seventh Heaven when I don't think too hard about them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's one, it just, again, like you're going to act like a crazy person when a woman stands up for herself, yet mm-hmm. you're going to take this noble approach of sharing the story with her father and bringing her flowers and offering to get food. Meanwhile, you're acting like a little whiny bitch when she stands up for herself. So, uh, I know it's yeah. like I really admire you for sixteen and being as noble as you are. But then, uh, and maybe yeah. this is where you give him a break. I but feel like we're missing a scene where Wilson realizes he was wrong. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. and then learns, and then and then is like, I'm gonna do everything for you. You know? Yeah. No, like, I think that's right? a great like, point. That we missed that. How did we go from, I don't want to see you again. I used to date your sister. And it's like, no, you used to not. You went out on one day with my sister. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm the guy that used to date your sister and, like, walks away. Like, yeah, yeah. some, like, weirdo. Then I'm I gonna forgot about that. And yeah. come to your hospital and bring you flowers. And I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. And, like, that's supposed to resolve it all. Which, all right, whatever. It wasn't that big of a fight after just one day of uh, each That's other. basically Annie and Eric. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's done. <laughs> but see, but, but Annie and Eric have 20 years to back that mm-hmm. up. Like, y'all just met and, like... Mm-hmm. you don't have to be tied down by know, anything. The, you know what yeah, I mean? I agree. They're all acting like they're in their thirties and like, you know, trying to figure out their lives but at 30. But the way that they just, I used to date your sister. It was three hours <laughs> or two. <laughs> so weird. It's bad. But everything that Wilson says in that whole, in the interactions with Towner leading to that, to that line of, with to Matt, he has the weirdest lines. It's almost like they don't know how to write him. Like, like he's like, we're not on a date. We're dating. Or like, we're, like, like I'm not, I'm not hitting on her. We're dating. Okay. You see. And then when, and then, and then when Matt's like, and then when Mary's like, just ignore them. He's like, it's too late. I okay. already heard. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I just made a really random observation and correct me or whatever. Who was the guy that J- Jeff, was that who she was dating? Remember in the first couple episodes? Matt's best friend. Yeah. Was his name Jeff yeah. or whatever? They made him whiny, too. He was whiny. Oh, well, why didn't you tell me you weren't going to go to the party? I would have made plans or things like that. Like, oh, why haven't she called me? Like, 
they made him whiny and they're making this guy whiny. I want to, but I don't want to harp on that, on Wilson's whininess too much because if he did do a full 180, which he appears to have done, then his whininess is kind of like done and like over with. You know what I mean? Like, like I can't call him a whiny character. Jeff was whiny and maintained whininess throughout his entire run on the show, all two episodes. He was whiny, but then he realized what he did and he apologized. Yeah, but he was still whiny because he was all clingy and shit. That's why Mary broke up with him. What I'm saying is Wilson was kind of weird weirdo when we first met him, but and maybe they did have to edit this out for time or some shit, but maybe. like we clearly something happened where he's like this is not who I'm going to be. I'm going to be this chivalrous noble stand-up guy yeah. and be there for Mary. And maybe that's what we should be focusing on in terms of his character and see where that goes as mm-hmm. opposed to, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Probably because I know he's going to be around for a while. Oh, okay. You know? Um, well, let's be honest. It's Andrew Keegan, dude. Look at him. He's, he's so Yeah. Cute. He's, he's, he's worth he, more he, than one episode. Was, you know, he was like one of the heartthrobs in the nineties. Totes. Totes. A total douche and 10 things I hate about you, but I love that movie. Me too. Yeah. Andrew Keegan. Wilson. Yeah. You're not on the mic. (laughs) Come right up on that mic. (laughs) I feel really sad about... Not remembering him and 10 Things I Hate About You? No, about the main actor dying. Oh, Heath Ledger? Yeah. Oh, well... But that's a different story. That is a different story. And that was sad. Are there... I'm trying to Let's play a memorial for Heath Ledger right now. It's so sad. I'll drop wait, it wait, in what here. was he like? Twenty something? Twenty eight? No, 20? he, oh, he was older like than that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna say, like, they have they they're not any celebrities who've died because of overdoses or anything in recent years, right? Like uh, since him. Well, I remember Whitney. it was him and like Britney. Um, Britney Murphy died before, before and, but, or, and like, supposedly were, like, she died of back mold in the house. And then her husband passed away four months after. What? Yeah, but you know, there's like this whole mafia background story with with her family. Huge, but people don't really talk about it. Like, <laughs> there there's that. <laughs> like her mom has tried to cover it up many times. Like it's very weird. It's like a scandal, but no one really knows. I feel like this is exactly the ho- kind of Hollywood bullshit I don't have patience for. Well, in no one. I mean, whatever. <laughs> But no, but like when it comes to like overdose, I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman, unfortunately. Yeah. We didn't win Houston die of an overdose. Yeah. Yeah. And it like. Yeah. I don't know. And And uh, then didn't her daughter almost die of an overdose? Her daughter did pass away. Bobby? She passed away. Bobby did die. She was in a coma for. She was in a coma for a really long time. And yeah, she passed away. Yeah. It sucks. Like. It's really sad. It was really, really sad. I don't know. Damn, he was like twenty one or something. She was young. Yeah, she was really young. Really, and really that was young. Like their damn only it. Kids don't do drugs. Yeah, if there's anything that yeah. Never. Just don't. Not weed. You can do weed. Prop sixty four. <laughs> Weed's cool in California. Maybe you can and do Colorado weed. Colorado and shit. Just. I don't know. Just can't just buy be smart. weed. Just won't kill you though. You know what I'm saying? I guess it could. I don't I mean, want to be dr- dr- uh, driving under the influence. Um, Understand why, what makes you even want to try it? Like any drug. I'm like, just oh, let's not be dare. <laughs> <laughs> All we're true. saying is just be aware of the consequences. Be aware. We should. 
No, that's fine. I don't care. We can keep it. <laughs> no, now we can. <laughs> <laughs> um, did we do it? I think we did it. Did we? I think okay. we beat this horse dead. <laughs> did we? Mi- any stray observations? Well, anything we might have missed? Ruthie played no big parts in this, which was a little disappointing. Cause she's, like she provides she was just the cutie. I th- no, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I think she's a cutie, but I think there's been a few times where she's provided really good perspective, and she did provide really good. She did her job here by helping. I he- helping Matt. Actually, I disagree with that. I think you're right that she had absolutely nothing to do with this episode except make stupid jokes and be very brazen in her like immaturity. <laughs> like, but like, she's five. Fair enough, but to Lucina's point, like. There's been times when Ruthie has like blown the roof off the joint with her thoughts on heaven and shit. Yeah. And they're fucking mourning the fact that Lucy's in in the hospital and she's like and she's and she's the comic relief. Like now is not the time, Ruthie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, guys, like could you did you want another story? <laughs> like with another character? I mean, you don't really um, need a story, it. but just like give her a little bit more substance. I agree. No, I I, I felt it too. I felt it it was lacking when she's cracking up at the cafe when yeah. they're all like giving Matt shit. Like mm-hmm. it's like, mm, this is an ugly color on you. Well. It, and this goes back to your point of R- Ruthie and Simon who were, who I think really carried this season kind of fell, fell apart flat. at the end of the, at the end, which I'm, I get, I'm just curious to see what the next few seasons are going to look like, but Agreed. it was just like, uh, what? I mean, let them shine a little bit. I I completely agree with you. Yeah. I mean, at least Simon had, like, things to do, despite the fact that I may or may not, like, appreciate them. You know, like, at least Simon kind of was an agent in this episode. Mm -hmm. But if Ruthie's not going to be an agent in terms of her own plot line or story or whatever, then at the very least, let her be a sympathetic character. Like, I felt complete. She was completely like this weirdo, odd man out. Like, she didn't make sense. Yeah, well, she was just whatever. She was kind of like the parrot to Simon. If Simon made fun of Matt, she was mimicking. I didn't. I don't remember her outside of "I love you" or "You." Uh, he that, loves yeah, you. the sign language that, thing. Uh, yeah, that's the does. only thing I remember of Ruthie here. Pretty much. I mean, that's really yeah. all she has. She probably has like two other shots of her face on the screen at some point. Yeah. In both parts one and two, and she brings the grandpa to her mom as oh, a present. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. She does do that. Like I have a present for you. Close your eyes and then, like you know, puts. Actually, that was a cute thing when when um. When Annie's like, is this like a ferret surprise or you made a drawing for me surprise? And she goes, yes, (laughs) that was cute. But, you know, I've come to expect more out of Ruthie. (laughs) Damn. Well, we'll see. Who knows? Yeah. Let's see what's in store for her. She's, I mean, only five guys. (laughs) This is true. This is so true. There's so much more of her to be seen, I'm sure. Any other stray observations? I th- I mean, I feel like we did it. You have a page and a page. Well, I have a page and then a page of 21 and episode 22, half a page. Mm-hmm. Okay, how do you guys want to rate this? We have to do relating first. Oh, who do we relate to? Oh, God. As our special guest, Lucine, would you like to go first? Okay, I got to think a minute. Um, okay. 
I um I can't easily relate to anyone. I'm just gonna say Annie, and I don't mean it in any way outside any way. I don't relate to her experience of feeling like someone near and dear to me has been replaced. Mm-hmm. But I do relate to um, her immaturity and lack of reason and ability to at times recognize what is a better way to react to things and tapping into my inner myself honestly I think I I I relate to the the I don't even know if this is a word but like the proneness being prone to falling into this negative reaction to a thing that really 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 impacts me and not being able to rise above it Mm. well that's interesting when you were watching Annie's sort of arc unfold like her completely spiraling out of control to eventual acceptance to reconciliation like did you see yourself in that arc like in terms of a, a particular instance maybe where you went through that same arc about a particular thing or was it more just like focusing on like that negativity aspect of it and like sort of relating to that part yeah i i i think it's it's more the the reaction mm-hmm. the negative reaction mm-hmm. less about the story i see okay it, it it's not again like the situation is not relatable but the reaction to a a what would would be a similar situation right. is rea- reactable and um, not reactable uh, relatable uh, and this is like if you know better, do better. But right. at times you don't realize that or I don't realize that I know better. And it's like it takes me a while. I'm just like, can not <laughs> you just like been better? Right. And, like spared everybody and yourself the heartache and the headache because your reaction wasn't appropriate. Right. I mean, the other thing is like I can say Lucy just like running away from everything <laughs> that like is uncomfortable. But 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 not really like in this episode. It was just like I can see that I could re- I would react the same way Annie did, and then in hindsight, I'd be like that probably wasn't the right thing. Right. T, do you want to go next? I I think this is gonna be weird for me to say this for all the things that I was talking about when it comes to Mary, but I'm going to say Mary. I think it's only I. It's the way she handles things that I feel very re- like. I can relate to that because that's how I try to handle things. I don't need your help. I'm going to do it. Mm. Don't butt in. It's it's about me or like that situation's about me and like taking care of the situation at that moment kind of thing. Right. I know that's definitely me in some ways. And if anything, I've been trying to teach myself to not be like that all the time. So, yeah, I, I can relate to Mary right there. Don't get involved. Cool. I can handle my shit. Anyways, <laughs> Lady J, what about you? Man, I've been struggling with this question since I watched these episodes because I knew I was going to have to do this segment. And the truth is, like, I don't know. I really don't know. 
Mm-hmm. I know that it's it's not Simon, it's not Ruthie, it's not Matt, it's not Eric, and it's not really Annie because weirdly I saw a bit of my own mother in Annie, but not so much myself. So like that leaves me Matt, I mean Mary and Lucy, right? And part of me like empathizes with Lucy's stuff because I know like I I can relate to the idea of like kind of being self-absorbed a little bit and like the world is going to end because something changed and you know Mm -hmm. being very like kind of narrow in that worldview or whatever I get it even though I don't really like that (laughs) you know (laughs) um and if if I'm going to relate to anything of Mary's in this episode it's going to be that final part of it not so much the I can handle my own shit leave me alone it's the it's that ending where she realizes that like she is strong like 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 she needed to hear it you know from her dad to kind Mm -hmm. of like really understand it herself but like the way that he describes her like fearless and willing to and able to take on the world and um unafraid and like capable of doing whatever she sets her mind to like I've been in that position before maybe with my own parents or friends or whatever where I felt kind of like down on myself or like in unable to see the silver lining at all you know mm-hmm. and then I and then I hear these words and I'm like you know what you're right like I am that way like cool I know I can do this and almost like I have to say it out loud so I can believe it myself yeah you know um I re- that that aspect of Mary's storyline kind of resonated with me, um, if if anything, yeah, you know. Again, like not every, th- you can't really relate to anyone as much. It's only like certain situations you can relate to. It's true. That's what it feels like, especially in this up ep- these two episodes. I don't know. I mean, you've heard me many times in random episodes where I'm like, no one. Right. And I wonder if it's maybe you just hit the nail on the head, which is maybe it's not so much the characters we're relating to, but it's the circumstances and situations that we're relating to. Maybe we need to rebrand this segment come season two. Maybe, maybe. And what did you relate to? Maybe we should just call it a what did you relate to? Maybe. What did you relate to? As opposed to I can't relate to Charles Pete Charles. Grandpa, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, Pete where, Charles, where, Grandpa? where are you? Hello. Come back to Earth. Oh, damn. But yeah. So you really, it's funny to me, only because for me, I'm like, <laughs> go get it, Pete Charles, Grandpa. Like, you get that. Because that's what I said. Because mm. while I fully understand Annie's issues, those shouldn't be his issues. You know what I'm saying? But this is the guy who like runs off after the funeral and then he sh- dares to show up with the chicken nugget. Well, he even says when they have that reconciliatory moment, him and Annie, he says like, you once told me I'm not good at dealing with my emotions. I'm here dealing with them because I realize my own patterns. Like I'm wanting to change. I want to be better. And and that and his own patterns are going to get in the way of him being with, happy with Ginger too. Because because she's like, Let, let's take a break. And he allows her to go. He doesn't even like stop her. You know what I well, mean? But this is, again, goes back to my point of, or my assessment of this Charles person of... Pete, get it right. <laughs> Pete, <laughs> Charles, of, Grandpa. Of like, what, what are you doing? You know, you like, you leave your daughter at the funeral. Um, 
then you show up with a woman at her in her house, then you let the woman go, then you show back up with a woman. It's like Yeah. Can you have some sort of like thinking <laughs> when you here? take it beat by beat like that? You're right, it is some sort of like sound what, sort what of do crazy. You, and and the and, and I guess what's frustrating is like the only times that we get to see him reflect is when he's like really, really, really pushed. Mm. And and it's frustrating because you're like the man, the older, the parent here. Can you act like a parent? I'm I really, really mad like this about perspective. Charles. I really like this perspective on Pete Charles' grandpa. <laughs> you know what? You know, sorry, not to. I mean, I'm going to take this off into a different direction. I just couldn't help but think about it. Is when you IMDb like this episode or like generally Beverly Garland's run on Seventh Heaven or whatever. I hope that's her name, by the way. I'm pretty sure I'm right, but no, yeah, it Beverly is her Garland. Name. Um, her character's name, even at this episode when you first meet her, is Ginger Jackson, <laughs> which means either either like they've been married this whole time, or she just happens to also be a Jackson. <laughs> I do love. This is one of my favorite scenes when. Uh, Annie calls the hotel room. Oh my god! Oh, you guys, yeah. just to wrap this episode up because we didn't get to play it during the show. Uh, so we need to watch and listen to Annie's like getting all crazy full on breakdown. Okay, because it is batshit bonkers. Like my fave. That is my favorite, Annie. Mom, you okay? Nope. The trash is done. What else can I do? Oh, just one more thing, honey. You can take Ginger out to the airport and put her on the next plane back to Phoenix. Um, you're being, um, awfully tough on Ginger, aren't you, Mom? I mean, it has been six months since Grandma died. Sure, it was a shock, but, uh, she seems really very nice. You know, it's probably just a fling anyway. Fling? No, my father does not fling. Right, right. Um, I know, uh, what I meant was, um... Honey, honey, could you or Eric run us over to the hotel? We'd like to get settled in before dinner. Matt can take you. Swell. Hey, how'd you kids like Ginger? She's something, huh? She's just swell, Dad. Well, come on, Grandpa. We better get going. Yeah, hey, we'll make that dinner reservation. I don't need a hug. I need to vent. Okay, no hugging. Venting. Got it. Fire away. How could he start seeing another woman this soon? I mean, and if he were, why bring her here? What about my feelings? What about the children's feelings? Last and definitely least, my feelings. No jokes. No hugs. Just venting. Sorry. I mean, it's like he has no respect for my mother's memory. That's what it is. Just plain disrespect. Is it okay if I put some rinse in my hair? It is unforgivable. Uh, yeah, it's fine. I'm going to call the hotel. I bet you they are staying in the same room. Uh-huh. Honey, they're not staying in the same room. This is Hello? Is a Charles Jackson registered there? Yes, and a Ginger, uh, Ginger, what's the homewrecker's last name? I didn't catch it. Ginger somebody, I, what do you mean you don't know? How can you not know? How many Gingers do you have there? I mean, is there a Ginger convention in town or something? Well, he doesn't know. Huh. What kind of hotel is that? Honey, why don't you just take a deep breath and try to relax? <sighs> Bite me. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Bite me. I mean, it's two minutes of just pure awesome like that is, 
Fucking yes. love that whole scene. <laughs> Ginger so <much>. convention. <laughs> Ginger something. <laughs> oh, I, I love all of it. It's so great. It's great. And like, I love seeing Annie like this because she, I mean, she's a phenomenal actress. This I don't need Hicks. a hug. I need to vent. Don't kiss me. No jokes. No hugs. She's so <laughs> cute. Yeah. Good times, man. <laughs> It is it, my favorite line is the ginger convention line. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, shall we write the episode? <laughs> oh, shit. Should we do the honors first and yes. let our special guest go last? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to give this episode. Wait a minute. Are you giving, are you rating both episodes? Oh, no. I'm going to rate them both just as one whole. Okay. Because we've discussed them as one whole. So okay. they get one rating. And I'm going to give these episodes um, an 8 out of 10. Fuck that. I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I genuinely liked it. Like, you know, some flaws here and there, whatever. Like, I don't love Ruthie, for example, and Simon pisses me off. But that doesn't mean it's, like, not good, you know? And, like, and I loved it. I loved the Annie shit. I loved the Matt stuff. I loved the Mary st- I don't know. I love this episode. It was fun to watch. You know, it's funny. Like, like I said, I I was just watching these two episodes. I barely took down any notes, but, um, <laughs> yeah, like mine's definitely a, oh, whatever, hate me, <laughs> five. <laughs> okay, I'm giving it a five. I don't know. I think I, uh, I think as I was watching it, I was more annoyed than genuinely enjoying it. Even though, <laughs> like, Simon made me laugh as always. Matt was kind of cute. It's just. I don't know, whatever. Just some things just didn't click for me. And then, you know, the whole cheesiness, like fake grins that I was watching, whatever. It reminded me of this one music video in the 90s. I I can't even remember the song, but like they all had these scary grins. But that's what it reminded (laughs) me of. I'll try to remember that music video and I'll bring it up in season two. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm going to give it a five. Sorry. Lucina? Okay, so my biggest issue with this episode's is the Matt storyline. So I'm just going to take a point away from 10 for that. And and then factor maybe another point for the incongruencies I mentioned between like handling of things of like Mary and, and Charles and, and Annie. And, and we didn't talk a whole lot about like Eric's weak spine. But... <laughs> take a little bit from that and i would say like seven and a half seven to seven and a half is what i would give it we're gonna need a solid rating from you (laughs) i'll give it a seven and a half because okay well i'll tell you my reasons for why giving for giving it i mean pretty pretty good um rating Uh, it, it does a really nice job of setting up season two it gives you some some things to like think about mm-hmm. um i think that it exposes some of the characters uh, more than you more than or, or at least it really exposes some of the characters right. in this in this in this last kind of wrap up and 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 i kind of appreciate some of the the risks that these characters take take like matt risk risk taking with with a deaf girl lucy dumping jimmy moon or like allowing jimmy moon to walk away 
some si- Simon showing a little bit a bit of a dark side, and I you might say that. some dangerous liaisons. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, there you Look go. At you. There you go. <laughs> Full circle. Bravo. Oh, I, I, I try, like man. It. <laughs> How many points did you get in this episode, man? I don't know. Like four, five, what? Like too many to count. <laughs> oh, you did. You got a lot of points. <laughs> I love how we've introduced this random point system into the. Hey man, I think it only works whenever, like you know, we bring in a guest and then like we try to figure out who who has a stronger point here, <laughs> who wins this argument. Oh my god! That'll just be for fun for us. All right, it'll only it'll be a special segment with special guests. There you go. I like that. <laughs> Another point for me. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> So before we wrap up this episode and the season, um, there are a few people that we'd like to give special thanks to since this is kind of like a milestone episode and we're kind of closing a chapter. Um, Firstly, a couple of people who we have really failed at shouting out and giving props to this whole time. Um, Anna, thank you for creating our cover photo slash profile picture. Your eye for design is like no other. And your support of the show has been so incredible. Um, and Michael, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to give us a photo shoot and for not laughing us out of the room when we asked you to Photoshop us into the Seventh Heaven cast photo. Hey, man, he liked it. <laughs> and thanks also for your technical expertise in getting the show off the ground. A big thank you to our special guests this season, S and Lucina. Uh, we hope to have them back and many more as the show continues. going to happen. For sure. Um, and finally a big, big, big thank you to all of you for allowing us into your lives, your cars, your homes, your workplace. This thing started with us having a silly idea about a 20 year old show. And I got to tell you, we are having an absolute blast doing it. If this episode isn't an an indication of that, I don't know what is. Um, and we just want to produce something that you all enjoy. So thank you for listening and for reaching out. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you, thank you, thank you. Um, and as always, please subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Stitcher, everywhere podcasts are sold. Um, you can find us on Twitter at the number four Heaven's Sake Pod, Facebook, Instagram at Four Heaven's Sa- Sake Pod, spelled just like the t- title of the show. Um, or send us an email at Four Heaven's Sake Show at gmail dot com. Uh, we really love hearing from you and reading your questions and getting feedback so and we hope that we can read some of them on the air um and with that till next time bye ciao